This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we're celebrating our 300th episode. 300, not a palindrome, but congratulations to us. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abraham! Hello, how are you? Aaron, are you in your party suit? You know it. Out Now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. We cover some various movie topics, jump into a mostly spoiler-free review, and then jump back to other fun movie... T- then we jump back into other fun movie topics. This is episode 300! 300! That's a, that's a milestone there, buddy. Congratulations to you and I. 300. 300. Be yourself. Hours spent doing this show together. <laughs> I would... It's not even hours. It's it's years spent doing this show. <laughs> multiple seconds spent doing this show. Multiple milliseconds. Mil- millions of milliseconds. The, the, here, here's the weird one. This is going to be the worst. Half a decade spent doing this show. Half a decade. Wow, that kid would be in pre-K by now. <laughs> yeah, or exactly. kindergarten. Just straight kindergarten, I think. Six years old? Yeah, that's like straight pre. That's straight kindergarten. At that point. Half a decade? That's five. That's, if it's six, it's more than half a decade. I mean, it's it. Well, it's we're at six years. We're over half. I said over half a decade. Oh, okay. not just half you. a decade. This six matters. Going on this 16. is why the listeners are stuck with us three hundred episodes because we do this like, semantics right here. <laughs> this is the this is the 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 gravy of the the meat is like the reviews. The gravy is this. <laughs> this is the gravy. Yeah, it's like we're we're really giving them the the salty stuff. <laughs> It's called treats. That's what that is. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are we doing for the three? Three hundred. So we have we got all kinds of stuff going on here. Yeah. Um, for like, if you want reviews, we got them. We're gonna do that. We have we two I movies. Don't... Two big movies came out this week. We had Kingsman: The Golden Circle and the Lego Ninjago movie. That was That's me correct. saying Lego in all caps and then going back to regular font for Ninjago. So the well, Lego you did, you Ninjago did an movie. Exclamation mark it like mother because there's no exclamation mark. Yes, but as you know on this podcast, we're big on punctuation and spelling for the shows. So, right. Yeah. So yeah, we'll be reviewing. We'll be. Well, Abe and I will talk about those. But you might be wondering, wait. What guests are going to be coming on for them? Yeah, none. Aaron, what guests do we have? D- doesn't matter. We don't have any guests for those reviews. We're going to do that soon. We're but later on, we're going to have a lot of guests. A lot of guests are going to be joining us. It's going to be something. Yeah, we uh, we're we're hoping to have some very fun chats with some people down the road. But uh, coming up, two yeah. reviews. Yeah, let's see. let's get some stuff out of the way here. It's episode 300, so we can stop saying that episode 300 is coming, for one thing. We can do that. Well, now we got to focus on 350 or I'm something li- like that. I'm literally eliminating that from my notes right now. Episode, that 300 note, gone. Okay, you take that there, there's, like, just, there's just dust all over uh, the place I'm, now. I'm, I'm heavily backspacing to get that out of there. Okay, that's gone. We finally got there. What else? New commentary track. We love doing the commentary tracks. We do them every month and this month uh, to prepare because Blade Runner 2049 comes out the beginning of october we figured why not get that done first so it'll be already out there so people that have been dying to hear the out now if they're in a name commentary track for blade runner before the new movie comes out can will have like like seven six days to do so so yeah that's yeah. going to be the next one that's going to be recorded this week last week of september so yeah that should be i mean they, they could listen to it afterward they could and if anything i would suggest that i would say if you haven't already 
Given that you'll probably watch hear this podcast, you'll hear this podcast you on Wednesday. Twenty forty nine. Let's let's break this down. You'll hear the podcast on Wednesday, twenty, which is like the twenty seventh. Assuming that you listen yep. to it right away, and if you're a listener yep. of the show, of course you do. But for some Thank reason, you for that, you, by the way, for for some reason, if you're like, if iTunes is like, oh, iTunes isn't working today. The new updates really messed up my my download queue, and you're like, I gotta wait till all the way till tomorrow. Well, that's that's fine because that still means by the time this commentary goes up, which will probably be that Friday, so I don't even know why that Thursday would matter. But the 29th, the movie comes out. The, this all this matters. Don't worry, I'm going. Yeah, I was like, yeah. this is really intricate. The, the, the commentary will be coming out like on that Friday, the 29th. The 2049 comes out the first Friday of October, which is the sixth. So like, yeah, you'd have all that time. But yeah, if you. You know, it's a lot, there's long lines at the theaters. There's a lot of movies. Maybe you don't want to see 2049 on the 6th. Maybe you want to see it on the 7th or the 8th. Well, yeah, you might as well listen to our commentary first. You'll have all that time. I think our guests are smart enough to know when to avoid the lines at the theaters. They're, they're savvy folks. I'm, I'm more than sure about there, that. on the way there, you can listen to the podcast. What I'm just, I'm accounting for, like, just, like, you know, natural, like, you know, uh, what's it called with, like, with, with, like, life insurance where, like, a nat, like you know, natural disasters happen or something. Like, things you can't, you can't account an, for this stuff. An act of God? Act of, there we go, act of God. Like, <laughs> they, they, you can't, you can't rely on everything going as smoothly as possible, so. Wait, are we reviewing Noah again? We could. Let's just go, let's just edit back in the review of Noah. <laughs> we're just yeah, we're just gonna go on this Aronofsky thing because we've been stuck with it for two weeks. All right, so we're back from listening to that Noah review. That was great. <laughs> that was that was a good one to listen to. Wow, so now we we're really talented. Yeah, that was that was a good episode. Laramie was on that one. Laramie Legal. That was a good episode. Illegal. <laughs> What's key is that I was able to remember the guest without looking it up for no episode. Anything, I know, which that, is really, that really made the illusion sound real that we stopped this recording to listen to it and then come back to this. Of course, I'm Wait, revealing it now because we reveal secrets on this podcast. Yeah, I was like, do. you know, you shouldn't really tell people that we uh, we review everything that we watch all the time on every episode, and we just exit it or we just edit it out. Okay, so in conclusion, our Blade Runner commentary track is coming soon. Um, what else? Wow. we're back. <laughs> what else? Uh, iTunes reviews and ratings. Good to get those. Helps out the show. We've gone this far. Might as well keep getting more reviews and ratings to help us out. So if you want to go on yeah. iTunes, search out now with Aaron and Abe. Give us a star rating. That'd be awesome. Write us a little yeah. review. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to read it, and yeah. thank you very much in advance. Exactly. All right. Well, that's out of the way. Let's move on, Abe. I have a quick know everybody for you, which is okay. where we ask each other a few questions and try to get to, you know, know Ooh. everybody. That was good. It was subtle, but it was good. It was solid. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. You know, We've we been got... doing it for about 300 times, so, you know. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I have a question for you. Okay. What have we done here? Um, I mean, look at this place. Isn't it neat? It's, pre- it's pretty good. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good good little show I think we have set up. I think. I, I, thought, I thought you were going to continue with the song. <laughs> Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? My my mind did not jump to that. <laughs> I was so here's, here's Anna's laughing. It seems like she got it immediately. I was I was trying to figure out what your reference was, and then I just threw in my own reference. I was gonna make it a reference. I was just asking you what have we done here. We made a pretty sweet little niche for ourselves in podcasting. Uh, I was trying to figure out if that was like a callback or some sort of flashback or whatever the case was. But what we've done is we've created this podcast where you and I talk about movies every week, and spoiler, mostly spoiler-free. I'm just actually going in through your intro. But uh, no, I, I think that what we've done here is we've created this uh, cool little podcast where we talk to friends, very fun uh, friends, about uh, movies on a casual level. I mean, I think that's the feedback that we'll get to later. 
It's just that everyone enjoys our our, our witty banter and also let's not, our, say, let's, uh, not, let's not go yay us just yet. Let's 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 see where that feedback me. goes. <laughs> I'm I'm yaying us. I'm yaying us. But in any case, uh, Aaron, it's uh, been 300 episodes, numbered episodes, and I I you know I'd venture to say we have done like over 400. Yeah, that's a that's a good venture. <laughs> kudos, kudos we, to us. Between all the bonus episodes, the commentaries, the nights, uh, yeah, I, I, we've got we've got quite a few in the tank, um, and uh, yeah, it's certainly uh, it's been fun doing it with you. Going to do a Disney Vault thing where we just like start locking them away and re-releasing episode forty-two. Uh, uh, randomly i mean given that like i think itunes automatically locks us off at a certain number i think we are putting things in the vault oh, so. dare they we need to like uh we need to come up with a backup here <laughs> get those out but, uh, get the, yeah. the out now server fund going right yeah we'll talk about that later <laughs> yeah let's uh let's move on now that was how you play no, no everybody. everybody um let's do some out now quickies quickies dm it's a quick one that's pretty fast i thought so Pretty fast. Have you seen anything else real quick? I watched Point Break with yeah. Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze, and that's a good movie. Keeping that Keanu <laughs> kick going. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I really disliked was um, the the last bank robbery scene where Keanu is on them, and now Patrick Swayze knows that he's an FBI agent. And the undercover cops is like, I'm going to go and do something dumb right now and try and stop four robbers that are outmanning me and also outgunning me. And try and be this hero. Even even the security cop guy that's in the bank's like, come on, man, don't do this. Yeah, it wasn't the like I mean, you know, I'm all for thwarting the crime, but it wasn't the most tactically thought out right. plan to take to take on all of them. But yeah, it really wasn't. But on the whole, that's a pretty solid movie. I think the solid '90s action movie. Um, Johnson McGillney is great in it. Everybody's great in it, actually. But you know, it was a good callback. Watch Utah. Give me two. Yeah, two. Hey, they got really good meatball sandwiches there. It's ten forty in the morning. <laughs> um, I, I saw I saw all the new releases this week. Okay, um, so we're you know we're reviewing two of them. We're reviewing two full, of them. Yeah, in full. Uh, but I also saw Battle of the Sexes. Uh, this is the oh, lucky you. Yeah, it's the it's the new it's it's up in L.A. and New York now. I believe I think it spreads wide over the or you know spreads to more theaters in the weeks to come. It's from the directors of Little Miss Sunshine and uh, Ruby Sparks. Uh, but yes, it's it's the tennis match between Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs. Um, very renowned tennis players, uh, you know, on both sides of the courts, literally. Yeah. Um, Billie Jean King, who kind of withdrew from the professional leagues because the women were not paying, being, you know, getting uh, respectful pay, equal pay as the men were in the tournaments and what have you. So she forms her own league. Um, Riggs, played by Steve Carell. Emma Stone plays Billie Jean King in the film. Steve Carell is Bobby Riggs. He touts mm-hmm. himself as the chauvinist. Um, he's He challenges Billie Jean King and some of the other women to tennis matches so he can just basically prove that men are better at the sport. Um, and the film kind of goes from there. I think it's okay as a film. It's pretty by the numbers. It, as far as, as like a, as far as like a sports movie goes, like it has that kind of crowd pleasing factor to it as far as what it's accomplishing. Um, performances are like, are good overall. I I think Carell, he it's, it's, is he killing it again? No, he's, he's fine in the movie. It's just more of, the because the movie the movie is very much devoted to Billie Jean King like it's very much telling her story but the film mm-hmm. is called Battle of the Sexes and it's not as if I need more of like you know Carell being awful but at the same time because it's giving you just him in this it feels more like he's just doing a really good impression of of 
Bobby Riggs as opposed Bobby to making Riggs. him, you know, it's not going out of its way to really vilify him, like make him so much of it. It's not, it's not taking much of a stance well, on him. I mean, and, by the way, I, I haven't seen the movie yet, but Bobby Riggs, when you watch those interviews back in the day with between he and Billie Jean King, yeah, he's a this chauvinistic asshole. Like, there's, it, it's really, really strong that comes off of him uh, when he's giving these interviews back in like the 70s. So um, I can see what you're saying, but and I'm curious to watch the movie, but I'd be curious to see if that's uh, if perhaps Carell is just playing it the way Bobby Riggs is. I mean, I, I've watched some like of the stuff just to get like a kind of an idea of like what he was like and like it's reflected. It's just more of there's not much to him. And as a right. result, because the movie has so much, it doesn't. Like the the real villain of the film is more Bill Pullman's character. Bill Pullman's in the film as like President like, Bill Pullman. Yes, President Bill Pullman as like the like the um his what's his name? Uh, is the, he uh, the chair of he's, the? Yeah, uh... he's like the chair of like the of the lead, um Jack Kramer. And, okay. And like it's more of like his attitude and like the things that he's doing that makes him like the. But you know you're not she's not facing him in the tennis court, so it's that's not really important compared to like Carell's character. Yeah. Uh, but what? But I mean, what I'm saying is it's just like it. The thing, I, the thing, what I was saying about Carell is like it. As opposed to like the big short where I think he played a really complex character that I thought was really well done. It's more like Foxcatcher where, sure, it's well acted, but it feels like less so here. But in Foxcatcher, I just felt it was the makeup doing a lot more of the work than, than him. Here, he's doing a good job at what he's supposed to be doing. It, it's just the movie doesn't really give him. It, it doesn't it doesn't provide him enough to make it more of a thing. And, and Stone is good as Billie Jean King, but like, there's a there's a lot to tell about her, and it seems to like it's going all over the place to tell all these different things instead of just kind of having more focus or you know restructuring what the movie's trying to do. Yeah. Um, well, we might circle back to it because I haven't seen it yet, but I am curious about it, and I think it's a it's a late release. Well, actually, when is it being released? For it came out this Nation week. Came, uh, for well, it will spread over. It will spread over the month or the rest of the. Okay. Like, you know, so in, we in might months. revisit that because uh, I'd love to check it out and then and then have this chat about it because i'm curious as to what else they might have shown you for bobby riggs that would make you say well well that was a really well well-developed character i mean it's not as though we want to see him go home at night and be like honey i just well it, i mean I it does deal with this again it deals with his family life but it just feels very stock like it's like yeah i get it okay. and because it, it you'll see when you, if you see it you'll see but like okay. yeah, it, as a, as a movie like i said i think it has crowd-pleasing elements to like make it like enjoyable overall but it, it's not just it's nothing the way it's like it's you know it's a film tackling like you know gender disp disparity and what have you and i compared it in my review to anchorman which i think also does a really good like, you know it does a pretty good job it's a really good job Adam it McCain does a good job that. handling that issue while being a really entertaining movie and yeah just and battle of the sexes just because you know it has the sheen of a prestige film doesn't automatically make it amazing so it's like oh yeah of course not. i mean yeah. there's yeah we'll get to that during award season too <laughs> yeah there's gonna be a movie that we're just like this is some bs but yeah that's on no quickies GM, let's get to trailer talk. Uh, this is where we go some of the newest movie trailers of the week. When, we, when, they're, when they're coming out, what we think of them, what have you. We're doing this really quick because there's a lot of stuff to go over the show. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and there's tons of guests waiting on the lines. The calls are lighting up here. Yes, the, the, the switchboards are yeah. just glowing. Gl they're melting. That's what's happening. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I really wa I want to talk about this trailer because this is all kinds of exciting. Abe, I know yes. you're excited too because you did yeah. a rare thing where you paste you posted things on the Facebook page instead of me. What can I say, <laughs> man? We, well, I know that you and I both love Wes Anderson. Yes, uh, yeah, Isle of Dogs. That trailer for Wes Anderson's upcoming stop and stop motion animated film is coming out. Uh, this movie looks fantastic. I I am a huge fan of Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's one of my favorite movies in general. It's your Thanksgiving movie. It's my official Thanksgiving movie. Yes, 
Um, I've, I'm try I've, I've made a stand to try to establish it as a, like, because there's not many, like, there's certain movies, you know, that are associated with certain holidays. And I feel like that's a great one. It's like, if I'm going to plant a flag, like TBS should play this movie all day on Thanksgiving. I feel like Big Desert Mr. Fox is a pretty good nominee. I think it works. I think we should write a letter to Mr. TBS. Mr. Honestly, uh, I, I think Wes Anderson movies in general work for Hall for because they're all about family and set in autumn. So it kind of like, fits regardless. That's, but, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. But I, I do think, I mean, as far as something fun for everybody, I think Fantastic Mr. Fox is a great example. But yes, Isle of Dogs, his newest his newest feature, his latest next, his second stop motion animated film. It can, it's set in like this dystopian future Japan where dogs have been outlawed due to right. dog flu. And so they've been quarantined to an island. And I'm going to read this cast list because it's like, it's crazy. You have yep. Brian, Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Bill Murray, Jeff Goldblum, Ken Watanabe, Greta Gerwig, Francis McDormand, Courtney B. Vance, Fisher Stevens, Harvey Keitel, Liev Schreiber, Bob Balaban, Scarlett Johansson, Tilda Swinton, F. Murray Abraham, Yoko Ono. <laughs> and of course, a score by Alexander Desplat. Uh, it's <laughs> this movie first of all yeah. these are a lot of Wes Anderson regulars as well so that's that's always a good thing I mean mm -hmm. I think that people love working with Wes Anderson he's a master craftsman but um, it's always great when you can call back your friends and say hey I'm making this movie do you want to be a voice and they're like yes I do one thing I love about Fantastic Mr. Fox is that when they made that movie when they were filming the voices they, they like basically they filmed the movie as like a as like a rehearsal play where they had yeah. like in, in like the wilderness where they had like George Clooney and Meryl Streep like out in the like out in the woods doing the parts like reading the script and like running around in the dirt and stuff like that. And I, I love that behind the scenes shot uh, of Clooney running around and doing his little whistle and. Oh yeah, get great. The, get the get the the Criterion Blu-ray of Fantasmic Fox has like a lot like you know a good forty minutes of that footage of them just doing that, which is awesome. Um, I'm very curious if this movie was made in a similar fashion, if they had the actors kind of out in the wild doing this stuff. Um, kind of neat. I'm, I'm very aware that Anderson is apparently very, very influenced by Kurosawa and the old Rankin Bass stop motion Christmas films, like as inspirations for this movie. <laughs> like, the, combining that right there has me so interested in what's going to happen. I mean, you've just juxtaposed two really different things. Yeah. I mean, the, Kurosawa and then Rankin Bass, the, the guy responsible for every claymation stop motion uh, holiday thing that you've seen, a holiday short you've seen since you were like five. Yeah. The only downside is that I have to wait all the way till March to see this movie. So, yes. like, uh, which I, is why, again, 2018, packed. Yeah. It is. It really is. Any other thoughts on the other thing, Gabe? Uh, I'm very excited to see it, and there's going to be a lot of. Uh, I think one of the best lines that I liked from the trailer was, um, "Are you going to help him?" It's like, "Why?" Because he's a lost twelve year old boy. And I was like, "That's a really sweet answer." <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait. And like, just the use of like, there's only like, there's a couple like song, like cues in the film. It's like this just, it's like this is like the most Wes Anderson. <laughs> like that's what I yeah. see in this, and it like it. I'm very excited about it. I'm excited very, for it. I, I, March, uh, March what day? March March 23rd. Lame, late March. I know, late, but and it's. I mean, I I know like Anderson has some detractors, what have you. I'm a guy that thinks that Anderson has not missed yet. I think every one of his films is is, is has been you know as people, worth, people as knock Darjeeling Limited, and I I really like Darjeeling Limited. That's people probably, people want to knock that one. People knock Zizu, which is my favorite Zizu. of his movies, which is one of my favorite, also one of my favorite movies ever. <laughs> so it's like I, oh really? Oh. I, yes, I have I have no problem with, with Anderson. So what you're saying is that uh, you love Killer Wells. 
I love the Jaguar shark. Maybe start on Steve Zissou. I know, yeah. There's some really good, uh, some really good stuff there. Some really good acting by Bill Murray in that movie. There's some good, and man. almost everybody else, like Willem Dafoe's in that movie Owen, too. Willem Dafoe's great. Owen Wilson's great in that. Owen Wilson, notably not on this cast of Isle of Dogs, unless it's just not there yet. But I mean, <laughs> he could be a surprise cameo, perhaps. But yeah, so Isle of Dogs, March 23rd. Very excited about that one for sure. Yeah. Um, all right, let's uh, let's do it. Yeah, let's let's jump into it so we can get to other stuff as well. Let's go to our first film review for the Lego Ninjago movie. Hey, mom. Um, can we talk about dad? What's my name? So when you guys got together, was dad always an evil warlord? Okay, well, here it is. I got swept up. He had so many plans. He was so ambitious. He said he wanted to conquer the world. I thought it was a figure of speech. But if I had never met Garmadon, I would have never had you. That should have been some of the trailer for the Lego Ninjago movie. After the Lego movie and the Lego Batman movie, it was apparently time to tap into the world of Ninjago for cinematic purposes. Dave Franco leads a team of high school-aged Power Ranger, I mean ninjas, who take on the evil Lord Garmadon, played by Justin Thoreau, who wages weekly battles against the land of Ninjago. Things are complicated by the fact that Franco's green ninja is actually Garmadon's son, which means eventually, have, which means actually having, eventually having an awkward family reunion, along with a journey of discovery for the team, who will have to discover more of what it means to be a ninja under the tutelage of Jackie Chan's Master Wu. Abe, I believe both of us are big fans of the previous Lego films, right? Yes, that's yes. correct. What did you think of this latest entry in the Lego cinematic universe? Well, when I remember calling back to the trailer, I remember saying that the trailer didn't seem like it was going to be that appealing to me, and I wasn't that appealed by this movie. I think that it was totally flat. Uh, the characters seemed to be there just to be there and i'm more talking about everybody including the main character lloyd he just seemed to show up in scenes that needed him there was a lot of uh going on about in the background that they needed to cut back and forth to and i think what really was missing is some of that satire and some of that hilarity that ensues when you have flames that are lego flames like meaning lego building block flames Whereas this movie kind of goes a little bit more into traditional animation territory where the water looks like water, it moves like water. It actually fire. is water. Oh, it actually is water, which yeah, they, they, so this looks one, great. They, this one changes up things where the water and, like, there's things like and the, the, like the, the forests, the, forest, yeah. the sand, like, they use actual real-world stuff in the mix with, along with the animation, which I thought was actually neat. I'll get to I'll back up back to I, that. But yeah. I, yeah, I think if I had known that, I, I would have appreciated it more because I thought that they were just going for, you know, again, regular animation or – not regular animation, but just animated environment. But again, it, it just feels like they, they didn't really have a story here that they wanted to tell. It feels like they had a, a story that they felt like it was really popular with children uh, in that demographic. And it, I know that this has been a, um, a TV series as well. Uh, so they just decided to make a movie and throw some big names in there, all of which I didn't actually know that they it was like folks like Zach Woods or Michael Pena or I heard Kamel, but I didn't know it was Fred Armisen. And I love the the opening, the live sequence action of uh, Jackie Chan and the little boy. And at one point, one young lad and he asked his dad in the theater, is this the Lego Ninjago movie? Because uh, it was starting out with like um, with uh, just real characters. And so overall, it's. It doesn't feel in the same vein as Lego Batman or the Lego movie. 
it actually feels more like the movie that I was going to get when the Lego movie was first announced, where it was just more of, we'll just throw a whole bunch of stuff in here and make it kind of look cool, but we don't really know what we're going to do with the plot. And um, when I saw the credits come up, there was like six or seven writers on this, which is a lot of writers, which is not it's not a bad thing necessarily. But for something like this, where it seems like it did feel like a lot of a lot of different voices were being expressed, um, it didn't really feel like a complete movie. It kind of just felt like uh, a really long uh, episode of a TV show. I'll, I'll say this first off in the Lego movie's defense. I was excited going to the Lego movie because it was from Phil Lord and Chris Miller who did Cloudy of a Chance of Meatballs, sure. let alone yeah. Clone High Earth. So I was like, I, I may not have been expecting the kind of depth that that movie had, which it certainly does have as far as going beyond just being a straight comedy and having some really interesting themes or what have you. But yeah, I was, I was excited for that. And I, I, I mean, that's, that was one of my favorite movies of that year. I really, like, really like the Lego Batman movie as well. I think it's really fun. I just watched it on and I just watched it again, literally last or like two nights ago. Um, oh. Still really funny. Um, and also has a and good, poignant and point. Yes. Has some good yeah. point. Like there's some good poignant material for both Batman and the Joker characters in that film. Right. Um, we should, Flashback again to Will Arnett when we talk about things because I finished BoJack Horseman season four. Also, I um, haven't started yet, <clears throat> but uh, I'll get back to that later. What I was saying here, though, I see what you're saying about the writer. Yes, there's between producers, directors, and writers is over twenty people, which is wow. Like, there's, there's, I didn't count that many. Yeah, there's but... three directors, like six producers, and then eight writers. Some of them are screenplay and story by. Some of them share right. the same yeah. thing. But yeah, there's a ton of people involved in this. And I, I slightly disagree that I found it more enjoyable than you did, but I'm, I, you're <laughs> not wrong as far as what the issue is. I mean, this is easily the the, thir- the third best Lego movie in the you know the past few years that's come out. Um, I What I think holds it back is that it, it doesn't hold on to being a straight parody of either superhero movies or Kung Fu movies. I think if mm-hmm. it chose either one of those things and really stuck with it, this movie could have been a slam dunk. Um, this is, it's based, it's, you know, it's based off the Ninjago toy series, but I mean, it's not, it's not directly adapting something from that. It's just taking the idea of Ninjago, right. which is already mysterious just saying the word Ninjago <laughs> and turning that into like the next thing for, this group of you know talent then mm-hmm. comes from the school of Phil Lord, Chris Miller, and Chris McKay, um, and as a result, yeah, it feels kind of patchy. I did get a lot of laughs out of this. I think the Lord Garmadon character played by Justin Thoreau, who's you know he's doing a lot of what Will Arnett does as Batman, but differently. But I think him and Jackie Chan as Master Wu, I think they are the best characters easily in this film. And easily, I think they, yes. I think they have easily. a lot of funny things to do and say. Um, I think the even the action between them is very good. I re- I mean. If the if it wasn't gonna you know take a harder lean on you know satire of something or you know straight up parody, I do think it could have just leaned into being a fun action movie because I do think yeah the, if it if it just gone straight action, I would have been like oh this is cool yeah I I I would have liked that it's just, you know it just kind of went for being a cool action movie that happened to be set in the Lego world. There's a fight between Mister or between a Master Wu and a, and Garmadon that go like spans like a bridge and a forest. It's like this looks really cool. Like I just yeah. like seeing this. Event. Now, obviously, it's you know it's an hour and thirty minute movie. You can't be reliant on action scenes based in Lego. <laughs> but and so yeah, like I do like that the, the 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 team of ninjas, which is basically Power Rangers. Um, I like that they're already established. Like it's not a film about like forming the team and like, yeah, it's not getting, an origin like, story. Getting to know everybody and like they they reject the call and then they you know go for it. like is it not the standard hero's journey type thing? It's like already like we got past that. We're already a team of of kids that, that dress up as ninjas and have mech warriors and stuff. And like I just wish if you're doing that, especially in a year where we already got like a Power Rangers movie, let alone 
every other superhero movie. A Power Rangers movie that I liked. Yeah. I mean, getting all, you know, if we already got that, like, why is this doing something that's not trying to kind of take more advantage of that idea? Um, so I, I wish it, you know, hammered down more on that. That said, again, I I do I did laugh a lot in this movie. I think there's a lot, there's a lot of little clever gags. I like the having um uh, the the Good Morning Ninjago with uh Robert Robbins and uh Strayhand. Michael Strayhand. Like, like yeah. the, little stuff like that. Like I wish there was more of that. Not necessarily that specifically, but you know that type of stuff. I know what you mean, like that kind of parody of yeah. of our own world that we're living in like, today. Which I also thought about because I I like how the Lego Movie kind of established this world of master builders and also just everyone who's a citizen uh-huh. who are just Lego characters that um, you see in the boxes that you get, and uh, this one kind of doesn't really expand on that as much. I think that's kind of just relying on, Hey, by the way, you already know that these Lego movies deal with worlds that are Lego. So there's no need for us to explore it. But at the same time, this is a, a, an Island nation that they show us on a map. And I would love to see a little bit more of that. And because they, they don't do that, that that makes them have to focus a little bit or a lot more on just the high schoolers and also uh Garmadon and master Wu. And because of that, it kind of, they have like, almost two or three storylines that they're moving through, which they have to cut back and forth to. And and so at some point they actually forget about it. They actually forget for, for one point in the movie, I thought that they had already solved the whole entire ultimate weapon mm-hmm. um, scenario. And then I just realized that, Oh, I guess they, they just decided to leave the city in rubble um, and go on this ultimate, ultimate weapon search and then fix the ultimate weapon problem. And I was like, how long is this? How, what's the time duration here? Cause that ultimate weapon seemed to really wreak havoc on this city. Well, it like I mean, we mentioned the number of writers, and it makes me wonder if there is any kind of like numerous back to the drawing board type things of how to pull all this plot together because there's a surprising amount of plot in this movie, and but there's like three like there's a story of father and son, there's a story of the ultimate weapon, and there's yep. like the overall like you know these ninjas, find yourself ninjas have to find themselves ninja. type yeah. thing, and it's like you could do one of these and it would you know probably work, and I wish it kind of chose one if it was going to be on the same level as the other lego movies because yeah. um, you know, i mean i i was re- i was i really wish this kind of hammered down on being like a fun parody of things because i mean especially now with all the superhero movies out it, it's not hard to you know make a movie like because even like the the way they establish the team it's so like in on its own joke where like all the characters have different like you know there's the red ninja and the blue ninja and whatnot and they're like 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 the like token female ninja and like yeah. Zach Woods plays a robot ninja who like, every, like probably every, third best character in the movie. Every, yeah, everyone know he like everyone knows he's a robot like including the audience like right away where he's like trying to pretend like, he, to, he still tries to be a cool teenager. Yeah, it, it's just like that seems so like in on its joke and that's like that's like the best kind of material that these Lego movies can do and it's like why why isn't at what point did you like reach a wall where you couldn't go forward with this stuff because this stuff is gold like I like this a lot I I thought that it was pretty funny too especially the way that he's just uh, describing his feelings as they would be for a teenager even though he's a robot and he's seemingly an adult uh but uh i i kind of missed out or i kind of wish they hadn't missed out on that too with all this being said though I, the, the the theater I had laughs too, and the theater that I was with, the audience I was with, they were also having a good time. You know, the parents that brought their children. So it's, it's the most kid friendly of the Lego yeah, movies. It, like, exactly. Yeah, I would say that it's most kid friendly in terms of well, this is exactly what you'd probably expect from a Lego movie. And for parents, yeah, there's gonna be some laughs here or there for you. It's not on the same level as the Lego movie or Lego Batman, where the parents are gonna laugh a little bit harder, and the parent and the kids might look up and ask you why you're laughing. Um, cause there's nothing like that where it's over the top, like an inside joke for, for, you know, adults only kind of thing. 
Um, there's a lot of children humor here and the children loved it. So, you know, I don't knock it. It's a good family movie, but at the same time, if you're looking at it in the same light as the other previous, previously released uh, Lego movies, it just doesn't reach that same, uh, that same. Yeah. On that, like on that scale, that's why, yeah, it's easily third. But like, if I'm putting it against like Despicable Me 3, which I did like more than most people or like (laughs) Boss Baby or something like, yeah, this is better than, it's it's better than that for me. But yeah, sure. Yeah. So it's kind of unfortunate, but, um, you know, I guess that's, what, what were you going to say about the uh, they hold, they use real environment? Oh, so the animation, what I like about so the animation I do think is actually pretty clever because in addition to being the standard like you know CG that's made to look like Legos, which is still really cool to see, I think as far as the kind of work that goes into making these Legos look like they're look, look like it's a stop anim, motion animated movie. Um, the environments they added this time around, in addition to like the Lego buildings or whatnot, when they go to certain environments like forests or whatnot, they actually used like real forests. Um, footage and real water and real sand when they're on the beach cool. so it's yeah. like it's a mic it's a hybrid um yeah. which also comes into play obviously with, a cert- with what the ultimate weapon is um but so it's like but it's like they there was some ambition as far as the animation design of this but to make it kind of stand out differently because I, I think they all have because i think the lego movie obviously has its own i mean that's about all these different worlds and you know putting them together and whatnot batman's very much steeped in batman obviously yeah uh, by the way i mean watch that batman movie it's so funny like it's it really delicious. it is very funny <laughs> and michael Sarah is very good in it um yeah. as, as like robin as but robin. also again yeah. that storyline of just by the way you know maybe you do have these emotional difficulty attachments because you've basically had no parents for a long time but you've forgotten you've overlooked the fact that alfred is your parent and alfred is super super hurt by you just disregarding that fact so so uh, so callous or i guess so so casually so yeah lego batman a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of nuance there uh but yeah i mean this uh, as i was saying the animation there you know looks like a batman themed thing yes. this does have like a i mean it's on this island nation of ninjago but yeah it does take some strides to be somewhat different as far as how the environments look and whatnot which is practical which i thought that's that was... cool i appreciate that much more now because again i was just thinking that they were just uh, animating at the and just kind of taking some of the fun out of it because I liked seeing when you saw the individual little yeah. uh, light blue Lego droplets or when you saw the Lego flames uh, in the movies. So I thought they were kind of just taking an easy way out, but it's cool if they're trying to incorporate you know different styles of, of art uh, on the screen. All right, well that I think that's uh, when would you okay when would you say people should see the Lego Ninjago movie? I think it's it's kind of just a, a rental like a, a Netflix or a Redbox DVD Blu-ray. <laughs> I would I would agree. Like I mean, it's, I would I would say just pair this up with the Lego Batman movie and have yourself a good day. <laughs> like yeah, that's a great double feature. Yeah, or if you really wanted to go all three of them, you could. Yeah, if you're going that far too. But, yeah, but yeah I like mean they're only like an hour and forty some odd minutes each, so yeah. like again, you'll be done. I, I, I like it a bit more than you do. I think it's funny, but at the same time, I, it's not one you need to race out to theaters to see necessarily. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that I, I liked it, but I just, uh, I mean, I would recommend it, but I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't race out to go see it. Cool enough. Let's move on. Let's get to the next review for Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Today marks the beginning of a new age. Wait, I'm going to show you. Say goodbye to the Kingsman. I've got a bit of a save the world situation here. Welcome to Statesman. With your American cousins, we'll be working side by side. Let's get started. 
Okay, that should have been some of the trailer for Kingsman the Golden Circle. Matthew Vaughn managed to turn Kingsman the Secret Service into a sleeper hit for Fox back in 2015, and now he's returned with the sequel. The Golden Circle continues to the adventures of Taron Egerton's Eggsy, a good-hearted kid from the hood turned secret agent. A major action is taken against the Kingsman, which leads to Eggsy and Mark Strong's Merlin to head to America to meet their American counterparts, the Statesmen. Unbeknownst to them, the Statesmen actually have one of their thought-to-be-dead compatriots with them which may be a useful ally to have when dealing with an evil mastermind played by Julianne Moore, who has a plan that involves holding the world hostage. Abe, as I recall, you like the you like Kingsman the Secret Service, right? I like Kingsman the Secret Service. I thought it was really uh, charming, and I thought that there was some really good performance from all the characters, and especially Samuel L. Jackson. He was probably my favorite villain from that year. I think that was 2015. Yeah. And the just the way that he was flashy, flamboyant, I mean, the, the solid color patterns that he was wearing on the screen – the way that his list worked, but also just the the way that it was written. It was just I know that it was um, adapted from their their uh, I guess graphic novel. Yeah, Mark Millar and Dave Gibbons wrote a novel called Kingsman, which is yeah, which is what Matthew Vaughn and Jane Goldman they've adapted they've adapted and turned into their own thing. Yeah, Yeah. but um, for this one, I wasn't on board with it as much. I think that it was also totally flat. I think that there was, uh, as I mentioned before, there's much more charm in the first Kingsman and from all characters because you're kind of going on this uh, journey with Taron Egerton of being a newly, newly, I guess, minted Kingsman. But at the same time, you're kind of learning about their world and seeing how it it operates. Um, And the villain is much more... Uh, engaging. I will say that Julianne Moore's villain in this movie is also probably my favorite part of the movie, but she just isn't in it as much. And I, I think that her ploy for world domination just isn't as as uh, cool as perhaps Samuel Jackson's was. What I liked about this movie is that they actually call back a lot of characters from the first one, which you don't really see a lot when movies go on to be gangbusters. And they're just like, well, let's just add a whole bunch of people that make this uh, crazy. And they do, but at the same time, I'm talking about more like I didn't realize that, uh, I guess, Charlie. Uh, I, I was like, I don't even remember who this guy was, but I'm glad that he's back. Same thing a, with, they give you a little reminder. Right yeah, and same thing with like Roxy or same thing with uh, um, Dumbledore himself, uh, Michael Gambon. He wasn't in uh, the first time. Oh, he wasn't. He wasn't Arthur the first time. No, Michael Caine was, and he got killed because he was bad. <laughs> I totally forgot. Yeah. So, in any case, I it's cool to see that some of these people are back for this uh, this next ride. Um, but as it goes on, this is what I mentioned in the trailer too. I didn't like the trailer as much as you did. I don't think uh, where it just felt like it was a little bit too much of uh, like the the sequel syndrome of just too much over the top. Uh, let's just make things louder. Let's blow more things up. I actually didn't really like the Stark cameo in this movie. I thought that it was really annoying, especially just considering that that person has three lines uh, and two of those lines are just phrases uh, that involve the F word. So it's like, all right, I get the joke, but can we just get this guy off the, off the screen already? All that being said, I think that it's it's not as strong as the first one. Uh, I think that there's some really good work from Mark Strong in this movie. But uh, I would always good work for Mark Strong in any movie. That's, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I, I think about that all the time, too, because Mark Strong is one of those actors that I I think that you like. You love him a lot, too. But I love Mark Strong. And even in that terrible movie with uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, he's really good in it. So Mark Strong is always giving his a game. All that being said, Kingsman, the Golden Circle, not as good as I perhaps uh, I, I didn't really have a lot of expectations, but just not as good as as perhaps i wanted it to be once again i 
I I think I liked it a bit more, but I still agree with what you're saying. Where I do think it's, oh. it's it's not nearly as you know I wouldn't say not nearly it's not as good as the first one. It's too long for one thing. Um, yeah. It doesn't need to be nearly as long. And and there's been interviews this week about you know with Matthew Vaughn about um, what he was doing and like how he could have made this two movies and there was a cut that was like three hours and forty minutes long. It's like well yeah that makes sense because there's too much in this. Um, you mentioned having past characters in here, and that's fine actually as far as the you know the smaller ones. But there's there's one major one which there's no reason not to spoil it because he's the first person billed in the trailer. It's Colin Firth who comes back <laughs> to this movie, and I think the biggest problem I have is that it spent the plot of this film spends way too much time bringing him back and justifying it. Men in Black Two style. Men in Black, yes, that's an that's an exact problem. Men in Black Two, um, among other things. Um, that movie's not nearly as good as Kings of the Golden Circle. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it's no Men in Black Three, which is great. Um, Surprisingly great, in my opinion. Yes, there's no sarcasm there. Men in Black Three oh. is a great movie. <laughs> but, um, the, no, the, yeah, the I think the, as much as I like Colin Firth, I'm happy to have him back here. It's just the movie. It, it like pauses what I care about seeing in a sequel to deliver on things I've already seen before, as far as establishing that relationship between Eggsy and Colin Firth and what have you. And it's like, I get this. I don't. I don't know why the decision was made to kind of revert certain things. So you have to spend so much time getting a character back to how they were again. It's it bogs things down, especially because, as you mentioned, Julia Moore, who could have been a much more involved villain, doesn't get much to do here. Like, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if her scenes were shot in a week because she's only in like two locations in this movie, like two right. rooms, yeah. literally. Like there's like there's either one place or another place that she's in in this right. film. Um, it's either a diner or an office. Yes. And so it's like, OK, like you have you have, you know, you have an Oscar winning act, just like you have, you know, Sam Jackson, in the first one. It's like, do something more with her. And it feels like the film doesn't know what to do. It, it so doesn't know what to do that, you know, the climax hardly involves her. That's correct. So I was and, really disappointed by that. Which is a shame because there's the plot that she has about, you know, how she holds the world hostage. There's a lot of sly commentary going on there. There like, is. There's some and really, I do want to get into that a little bit later with you, too. There's some really interesting things going on there as far as, you know, where reality is and, like, what yep. the choices being made are by people in charge and, like, how they're handling that. And I thought that Matthew Vaughn and Jane Goldman had a really good take on that of the script that just didn't get to delve as far into it as they probably had you know in deleted scenes or in other drafts or what have you which is a shame because again we're dealing so much with colin firth and a lot of action and i'm all for seeing cool action in these. that's what these kings movies are but there's a lot of action in this movie that i think detracts from the you know the real joy which is seeing these interactions between these characters you have a whole a crew of people here you have you add on uh, Channing Tatum, Jeff Bridges, who's barely in this movie, Pedro Pascal, Halle Berry. I mean, like, I'd also say that Channing Tatum is barely in this movie as well. Yeah, Tate, no, Tatum's barely in this movie. Like, yeah, he, he, he had to just uh, do two days of shooting, and then he went to go shoot uh, Logan Lucky. Yeah, like, yeah, he's he's hardly in here, and like, which is a shame, because he's, he's really good in the scenes that he's in here with. He is really good. I was kinda... really expecting to see a lot more of him. Yeah, and you don't. You see a lot of Pedro Pascal, who I think is also quite good in this movie, but, like, it's... He is, and his storyline is something that I wish they had fleshed out a little bit more, Again, that's I big... didn't... I, I just didn't care at that point where it comes into play, and also when uh, certain things happen with uh, Colin Firth's character and his character interacting, I was like, what? Are, were there tells? You know, I can't – there's nothing here for me to kind of grasp onto. Yeah, so it just – so for me, I mean, again, I like that it incorporates certain characters from the first film. But at the same time, it has it, – if it's going to usher in like a, literally a whole new crew of people because it's the statesman, I'd like to see more done with that. And yeah. I feel so, – like my, my general thought on this film is like this feels like this could have been easily the third film. 
where you could have had Colin Firth like come. Oh, that, interesting. That I think that'd make a more interesting idea of like you have a whole second film that just has Eggsy going on a random adventure, um, like any Bond movie, you know, where he's already established as the character. And now you just see him going on. Like, we we talking adventure. Cars two here? <clears throat> no, I'm talking Bond <laughs> movies, but yes, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but you have. Eggsy going on a random adventure and whatnot. He can, you know, fight the Julianne Moore character, whoever. Then the third film, that's when you bring back, like, the guy you thought was dead. Like, that's when you do that. And it just feels like this... It tries to cram in so much, and I'm not even sure why, because this movie's a guaranteed hit. It's like, it's not like you're not going to get a third film. Like, I don't I don't know why they were so... Felt like they were rushed to, like, add in all of these things. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure either. And, and, again, one of the first clues that I was looking for was whether there were a number of writers, and there there weren't. I mean, it was actually just Matthew Vaughn and also... And Jane uh, Goldman, um, yeah, it's the same. And Jane Goldman, who, who wrote the first one. Uh, so I, it kind of just... Uh, it does feel like there was a lot more that they wanted to go to. If You mentioned a three-hour and some-odd-minute movie cut. That's a long movie. That's yeah, something that um, even I wouldn't expect for someone who's as disciplined as Matthew Vaughn is to do something like that. Well, where... I mean, he's disciplined enough to cut it down so it still makes sense and, you know, works overall. Like, I get that, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I can get that also just because there's so much stuff here where, yeah, I'm not surprised that there's a longer version of this movie because there's, I mean, there's so many people that don't have anything to do and let alone they have yeah. t- they have these lines that seem throwaway that probably had more to go with them if they, re- like like you said, the Pedro Pascal character or Halle Berry's character. Who Halle Berry's like, character, or like, again, <laughs> or Channing Tatum's Or Channing Tatum. Character. Like, there's, there's so, it seems like there's so much more. Now, I'm talking about this. There are there's plenty of stuff I liked in this movie. I think Colin I, well, Colin Furphy is good, but I think Taron Egerton he's really he's good. He's a good actor. Yeah, I like yeah, him. Like I, mean, I liked him in the I, first I, movie where I first saw him. I've liked yep. him in Eddie the Eagle. Like I like him yep, a lot. I same. think he's a really good young actor. Like he yep. does he does a good job. You I, like I, his singing in in a sing. sing. Yeah, and as I've said, put Taron Egerton and John Boyega in a movie together. Make them bud make them buddy cops. Like I'd, I'd watch that movie right away. <laughs> are they British cops or are they American cops? I'm curious now about your plot, uh, what your script is. Well, now they'd probably go undercover as American cops, but they're oh, from Britain. Oh, I like that. Hmm. But like, but yes, no, I, I, I like, I like that the movie. It like I like that Vaughn. It seems almost like he's challenging the people that criticized him for the end of the last movie by having the the princess from the last movie be um, his girlfriend in this movie and making that like a. I like that. Yeah, I, was I like that a lot. And they make it like an emotional plot line where he doesn't want to do certain things because he's so committed to his relationship. Like right. I, it, like it, it's it's doing like interesting things as far as being a riff on Bond movies. Like the first one was very much a riff on the Roger era, Roger Moore era Bond movies. This is doing that again, but it's also giving it more like continuity and some emotional weight to it that like applies to the characters involved and not just this particular story. Like yeah. there's there's stuff there that works. I just wish it kind of gelled into something more you know that's something that like really more memorable like the first one has that church scene that's i think amazing. i think there's yeah i think what you're what i would describe that as what you were just saying is i wish that there was just gelled more into something that was a little bit more uh whatchamacallit um engrossing yeah and like uh, you know i'm because I'm i didn't feel i just felt as though they were kind of glossing over scenes just to get to the end what, uh which is i mean it's like the middle it seems like it, it doesn't necessarily it doesn't i don't think it drags at all like matthew vaughn films don't tend to drag for me but at the same time it's like there's a lot going on there's like i just i, I there's a there's a way to do this better or like 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 handle it's better and i think it's because there's so much action that has little 
almost no consequence as far as what the results of certain action scenes are. Like, the opening car chase is awesome. Like, that's a great scene that kicks things off. I love that. I love the way it's taking place inside of the car and outside of the she car. She kind of didn't like the way that it was shot. Some I of the action the way it was shot. Like, it's so clear. To, like, I like the, I love the way Vaughn handles action because I can see everything that's going on. I, I couldn't see it as much. What are you talking uh, about? It's all it's edited so well as far as, like, it's it's close on purpose because it's and it shows you, like, where feet and arms are. No, in relation I, to I, I definitely like, saw that stuff, but I think that there was – I think there's some clear stuff because what I was kind of likening uh, it to was uh, John Wick 2 um, where – oh, well, John Wick 2, I wasn't expect I was expecting more of a movie like Kingsman Golden Circle for John Wick 2 of just action going for going for broke kind of thing, louder. Um, and it would actually develop the world a little bit more, including going into all that action and whatever else. Um, perhaps some of the dialogue wasn't as good as in John Wick 1. Chapter one, I should say. I say it's, but, on the, it's on the same par as the dialogue. There's <laughs> no. But for Kingsman, much. the Golden Circle, it certainly felt like um, they just didn't expand on the world as much. And I, I disagree. I mean, they have the statesmen. But, like it has the whole statesmen, But again, what we mentioned already, the statesmen are very much removed from this equation. They they basically just ha- continue on a Taron Egerton and Mark Strong storyline of trying to you know bring back Colin Firth while also stopping Julianne Moore's plot. So the statesmen are, are kind of just there to be like, well, yeah, uh, you can have you can use our resources and we'll just show up at the bookends. We'll show up in the beginning and at the end. And that's kind I, of an I would say thing. I would agree with you as far as, you know, Poppy basically dismantles the Kingsmen. And I would want to know how did that come about happening where she specifically went after them and not, you know, not anybody else, not the statesman or whatever else we learn about in the next movies. If you know, there's like yeah. a Japanese crew or something. Probably, like yeah, that. there's probably a lot of different crews. But like I, you know, as far as that goes, like I'd love to know more about like how did she tap into this and what I mean, I guess because she has Charlie with them. I guess that's the reason. But like, you know, how far does that go or, you know, what what not? Like, yeah, I see, I can see what you're saying, I guess. I do think they're I do think the world is expanded. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't, well, feel, course, like, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, feel like a limited film. I'll say that. Like, I think it does blow the doors open a bit from where things left off in Kingsman. But Kingsman did wrap it. Kingsman had a lot of stuff happening already. <laughs> so it's like it, was, it did, but it, it still felt more contained, too, because I liked that it was one major villain, his sidekick, or his number one, which had blades of four legs, which is cool. Um, and then, yeah, this newbie that's put in the situation where he's got to go and, and stop this uh, not even a ridiculous scheme. It's actually a pretty clever scheme of sending SIM cards out to the world and saying, hey, here's a free mobile network. I mean, By the way, it's also a bomb. The, the results are pretty ridiculous. <laughs> the, well, the, yeah, of course, the results are ridiculous, which I think adds to some of the charm factor of just like, oh, wow, this is this is exactly what I thought was going to happen. And I guess, it did. I mean, getting back to where I was at, like I – if you don't love the car chase like I do, that's fine. I think it's pretty spectacular. I like the use of the Prince song as well, but it's still not as good as the church scene, which in the first movie, like it doesn't yeah, have it doesn't have that mean. it doesn't have that iconic like this is why you really like this movie type scene. Like it's it has a lot of fun stuff to watch, and I think it's worthy of seeing it on a big screen. I think it has enough things going on there, but it, it yeah as far as making room for everything that they're throwing into this it doesn't do as good of a job as like the first one does of kind of establishing this world giving you these colorful characters and what have you yeah. there's still there's a lot also, of good well-acted parts in here and i like yeah, the big Karen cameo again, more. Like, i, I like the big really cameo more than you did uh, i think it's silly but i the do big cameo the big the you know the main celebrity mm-hmm. person they have in this movie oh yeah uh i i enjoyed it for the first bit and then they kept on going with the same bit I, I enjoyed what they're doing with it. I yeah. 
I, I, I mean, the movie's long, so if they're going to excise something, yes, that could have been easily that thing. But yeah. I would also say, like, they did one of the uh, the king's men wrong in this movie, and that's that's kind of just like you know, if there's no real reason to have another person around, then it's cool that they got a paycheck, but at the same time, it's kind of just uh, it's kind of a waste. There, so I would, I mean, if we're talking about the same thing, I, I, I agree based off the logic of like well how did you have a thing to stop this from happening and it still happened like i don't like yeah but regardless yeah i more tanning tim needed that's what this movie needed Which, and they uh, kind of tease you with it yeah, but so, you know kingsman 3 we'll see what happens yeah we'll see what happens apparently this this might be the uh the jeremy renner mission impossible movie but uh, we'll see <laughs> where would you rate this or when would you tell people to go watch this movie i think it's in a dollar theater I think if you I, have some have some fun watching the first one again on you know Blu-ray and then go out and be like okay let's see that new one and go see it in yeah. theater in a couple weeks. Feature Blu-ray for me. It's just, this is a Blu-ray rental movie. Right. Yeah. Aaron, uh, I think that the phone lines are lighting up here. They are. I think yeah they're 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 off the you know the the ringer is happening you know, the the rotary spinning out of control a lot the of crazy rotary, things are going. We're using rotary phones. <laughs> I have one. I have I have multiple lines. This is, yeah, this is like a public news station uh, call-in line. We're, we're taking a lot of different um, uh, monetary values to help our, our crowdfund. But um, I think what we're going to do now, Aaron, did you want to present uh, what, what's happening? Okay, so basically what we're going to do is uh, we have, you know, we like to have a lot of guests on this show. Yes, we do. We like we have and guests we're very thankful for those guests being on. Oh, for sure. It's always great to have guests on the show and whatnot. And we, you know, we have so many, and we figure for our 300th episode – you know, it'd be great to have one or two guests to just talk with us about, you know, the movies of the week and whatnot and say, like, hey, you guys are doing great at this and that's great or whatnot. But we figured, why not get as many as we possibly could to be yep. on the show with us and talk to yep. us about things for a few minutes? Yeah. So that's exactly what we're going to do. We have a whole lineup of your favorites and your less favorites. I'm kidding. Everyone's a favorite. Everyone. And they're going to be on with <laughs> us. And they're going to talk to us about the things that we're going to talk about. So that's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to open up the lines here keep them open because they're already open and we're yeah. gonna start taking some calls we're gonna start bringing some people on so let's do yeah. that now let's do it yeah yo yo hey peter <laughs> hey guys what's up peter paris we're, we're live right now yeah we're uh, we have you on the show uh, part of our big 300th episode celebration very exciting to be on i can't believe wow that's amazing that you guys made it to 300 are you saying that you like, doubt that in a bad way? I'm sorry. That sounds terrible. Um, no, no, no. I'm really proud of you guys. I mean, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, and it's always great to have you on. I know that you, uh, you, you've got some very strong opinions from time to time, and we always love hearing that. So, uh, did you have any sort of questions that you want to uh, throw our way? I didn't have questions as much as I, I got to say. I, I looked over, yeah, the, um, some of their fun things in your. I've always loved doing uh, the podcast. The, not the, I mean, I do love the podcast, but I also like doing your commentaries. And it made me think how interesting it is to me that I ended up that you, we all did the Phantom Menace podcast, yeah. and David Yay was on that. And a few months later, um, my girlfriend would end up being his was uh, his roommate. Like that would that still blows his <laughs> mind. Oh yeah, wait, wait. He doesn't know that? Aaron, you know it. Oh, right? did Aaron yeah. know this? I told you about this. I had no recollection of this. This it is like, like a small world. We've made connections. <laughs> yeah, so that's my biggest, like, besides the fun, of course, of debating uh, whether or not Logan is a real movie with Yancey, uh, my, <laughs> I can't deny that, like, my biggest thing 
with this is that it's so strange to me that fellow, you know, Star Wars near David, we all, you know, got together that way. And then months later, I'm at um, Megan's apartment and I see his like, I think David's PlayStation was on. And I was like, wait, I know that name. I was like, why do I know that name? Like, <laughs> like that's so strange to me. Um but uh, but yeah, like you knew it from work, like you knew because you guys like had like a similar workspace, and then you right. didn't you, you didn't realize that you both were on the same podcast together. Right, years ago we both worked at I think he's at NBC Universal still, but I was at E and he was at E and he would be on emails, and so oh. I would see the name, but I don't think I actually ever I don't know if I actually ever met him in real life. But yes, the name looked familiar, and actually I think the first time that's what I thought it was. I was like, oh, I was like that must be it, and then I think on Facebook. There was something like maybe Aaron and I liked something, and it was like David likes this, and I was like, "Oh, I was like, wait, he's my friend." I was like, "How's that possible?" Like, so, so basically, uh, you were uh, usual suspecting all of this. You were like putting all the you're putting all the pieces together. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, the other thing too is that, and then you know, uh, you know, you guys are always so booked and stuff. I'm always very lucky to um, get to talk about uh, current movies and stuff. I really liked your podcast, by the way, on Mother. Um, does it sound like you were not. A huge fan of it, Abe. But I, I was not. I was, I was not. more in Aaron's camp uh, on that. I thought you had a interesting point, though. Of hard, hard to like something that if you don't think that it knows what it is, or that it's too easy for people to make their own um, impression of it. I think it was something like that that you were saying. I might, I might be misquoting you. Um, I'm, I'm taking a bow right now. I'm just like, thank you. That's very kind of you to say, especially for uh, someone of your stature. <laughs> um, and of course, yes, I'm uh, I'm always looking forward to talking about any kind of movies. But I mean, as far as in the future, um, I'm probably hopefully most excited to, to talk to you guys and maybe Yancey, too, about The Last Jedi. I mean, obviously, that's my big movie of the year. So, I mean, I'm very excited about movie movie of Christmas. Well, yeah, we've movie since Christmas, we, yeah. we do our commentaries on Star Wars movies in December now. That's the thing that happens. So I'm sure there will be. One way or another, you'll be able to discuss The Last Jedi on this podcast. Oh, that's true. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been pretty great. And um, I always like uh, talking to everyone. Like, uh, it's always fun before we pre before we get on the podcast. Usually Anna is in the background. It's always nice to <laughs> see her at screenings and, of course, and to hear uh, on Skype. So that's always nice. Um, She's always yeah. giving us like the, the, the pep talk beforehand, just telling us that we can do it. We're going to have a great show. I'm right. certainly happy to hear that all the time. <laughs> um, she's your personal I, cheerleader all the time i also wondered like i think in the history of being on your show i think i the only thing i've ever i was thinking of your little games and contests i think i did win maybe one of the summer box office previews a few seasons you, ago you won the summer gamble like two years ago now yeah so, not do that well this year no, uh, you did not you did not do that no, well you this year. <laughs> I did. and that's okay peter you tried your best and you didn't do well it's not no, okay I, it's bad sure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I always feel like i i always feel like every time we do the game at the end i'm always terrible and then around the halfway point i start for some reason like waking up or something and getting the right answers but i usually don't i don't know if i've actually won a game you probably have we just are that, we yeah. don't take records as far as who wins the game one, one day we're gonna go back through all the archives and <laughs> tally up who our guests uh which one is the most winning but uh i have a feeling that you probably win games that uh maybe are i'm designing i'm not sure but uh, I'm, I'm willing to bet that that could be yeah absolutely um 
but uh, but yeah, yeah, it's always it's been uh, really good. I'm I'm I think you guys really put together a good show. You guys also also I think the two of you have a good balance. It's funny because um, you know Aaron and I are friends. I mean Abe, I don't wait have have I ever? I'm sorry, have Abe probably, and I actually probably met? we've never no, we've probably never. Abe, yeah, he isn't. Yeah. yeah, it's it's almost a hundred percent guarantee. It's funny that Aaron and I. Um, our friends, and because I don't know if listeners would think this, but Aaron, you are the you of the two of you. Um, Aaron is the more, um, I guess you're the you're the you're the straight man of the group. Abe is the more. <laughs> Abe's the goofball. That's what we, Abe the goofball mula. That's never, what we call I've never heard it coined that way, but I guess yeah, we could do that. <laughs> um, so I mean, well, Aaron also just seems to naturally. Abe, you always seem to have that kind of casual, I can hang with this guy voice. And Aaron, you have a very good kind of like, I guess, kind of like radio DJ. You're I'm, very good. Like, I'm, I'm the abbot to Abe's Costello. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, so, um, yeah, it's awesome. Like, I've, I've, uh, I really liked being on the, uh, on, on, uh, out now. Um, oh, actually, wait, side notes. Side note. Aaron, I think when I had first met you, um, it must have been some screening, I'm assuming. Yeah. Some you're going to. Um, Which screening? I, I, I got I to ask this. If, am I the only person? Um, and, and, and I don't mean anything about it, but like when you first told me your podcast was out now, honestly, I actually, and it was Aaron and Abe, and I didn't know Aaron had a female suitor. <laughs> uh, to be perfectly honest, I was like, oh, it's like a like a gay movie podcast i was like that's cool i was like yeah out now that's honestly what now am i the only person who's ever thought that you're not nope. the first person that that's coming nope. across with no not the first yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean it makes sense when i think of it in the movie i was like oh yeah out now yeah, like, it's out yeah. now movies yeah. that are out now <laughs> yeah it absolutely makes sense i was just obviously my mind was someplace else like, no peter uh, that, that's quite all right and i, I appreciate your uh, your candor <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, thank you for uh, giving me a few minutes to be on uh, your 300. That's, uh, always. And you're you're the first person that uh, called into the uh, the podcast. So it's, it's always like really fun to have you on. I always appreciate that you have something to say all the time and you rate things on a scale of one to ten or a letter grade uh, and and still go with our silly notion of when people should see this movie. So it's always like, oh, Peter's probably going to give it a seven out of ten, and then you just mentioned seven out of ten. So it's always it's always fun when I'm trying to guess here on my side what you're going to give it, and I never read your reviews unless you. Uh... It doesn't write very. Much. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't written in. Yeah, I haven't written in a while. I was like, I try not to spoil anything when I'm when I'm trying to guess uh, your review for a movie. But you, uh, I mean, yeah, like Peter, you've called me like the straight man of the group between Abe and I as far as the kind of seriousness or whatnot, and I feel like that implies that like. I'm more on the negative side when we talk about movies and whatnot, but you know, you know that, and I know you're not saying that. But I know that, I, but I, I, I think you know that we're both very enthusiastic. I mean, Abe and I are very enthusiastic, but you and I are both very enthusiastic about movies where we try to find the good in a lot of these things for the most part, and, I, and that's certainly something I think we try to do on the podcast in general, where it's not about let's find the latest movie to hate on; it's about you know recognizing what strengths and weaknesses are, and certainly kind of going for what works best in the movie as opposed to what you know what is what are the major flaws of it and that's something i see in you all the time when you're talking about films as far as why you're appreciating something so much oh yeah for sure and it's funny because as much as you and i um will uh, argue about uh certain films i tend to think that on the aaron the on the on the why so blue 
five out of five scale, I always feel like you and I are we're only usually like a point five away. <laughs> like not it's not there's a few where I feel like we are disagreeing and yes, and maybe I might think of it as oh old curmudgeony Aaron just can't just has to hate on this thing, but you're not usually hating. I, I don't yeah. think of you that way at all. Um, and there goes there goes Peter's scaling system. We're usually point five away. Although <laughs> wait, actually Aaron, what did you give Mummy? Two. <laughs> it's, it's not good. <laughs> you know what? Actually, no. That's cur- okay. Because I because I rewatched it and I'm like, oh, it's not that bad. But then I was just doing my my out of ten, as as Abe would say, and I, gave it, and I think I gave it a six or a six point five. So eh, I guess that's a is that about the same as a two? Yeah, sure. No, two's <laughs> a four. Really. Two's a four. Yeah, that, that's about four away, but. In any case, Peter, our lines are our lines are filling up right now. Is there any last thing that you want to say? I, uh, best of luck for the next 300 more, guys. We'll see you on 302. Good morning. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. Zachy, you're on the air, sir. How's it going? Good. How about yourself? I am hanging in there. Hanging in there. I, I love that uh, you took your kids out. I saw your Instagram update. You guys went to a ball game, I think. Yeah, well, they, there's a, a program they were involved in called Junior Giants, where uh, the San Francisco Giants sponsor little uh, little league teams across the Bay Area. So they had a special day where all the kids who played in those little teams came, and they got to play on on the field at AT and T Park, and uh, it was really cool. Awesome, glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Well, Zachy, yeah, you've seen. In addition to being on this podcast and setting up your own pod, having your own podcast, you've also set up a franchise of little Hassans running around. So that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's my shared uh, cinematic universe. It's your shared cinematic universe. Wait, which one is uh, which one is Black Panther then? Uh, I'll let them decide after <laughs> they see the movie. And I like it. I like it, Zachy. We've known you for a while now, and uh, we love Zachy's corner. We love listening to it from time to time. Thank You've you. also been setting up uh, commentaries as well, and we also love that you're doing that. So you're certainly branching out, but um, how did you come into movie podcasting? I started doing it. I had the idea a, a while ago, and ultimately what it came down to is my partner Brian Hall and I uh, enjoy talking to each other, and we mostly BS about movies. And you know what I found is the older I got and with the family and everything else, it's hard to go down to – LA and just kind of shoot the breeze about this stuff. So I said, why don't we start a podcast? And then we have an excuse to talk to each other. We set up a weekly or biweekly appointment and we have to create, create content and it gives us an excuse to talk. So that's really what it started as. It was just a, a way for me and Brian to talk. And five years later, that's uh, that's what it's uh, remained. Nice. Glad to hear it. Glad to yeah. hear it. Are there uh, things that you love about our show, by the way? Well, I, I love uh, being able to hang out with you. I think uh, the nice thing uh, for me when I listen is uh, you have the you have the the banter which I enjoy, and I also like that even if I disagree with uh, where one or the other of you guys or your or your guest lands on a movie, I always appreciate the perspective, and it's always a very enriching discussion about film, and that's the type of movie podcast I want to hear, you know. So you're saying that you you actually don't like when we start yelling at each other uh, over things just like Fox News? No, not as much of a fan. 
That's what we've that's what we've been promising the listeners to do more of. Actually, is to start yeah. just angrily yelling start at each other. Slinging mud. Movies. Yeah. It, it happens once in once in a blue moon. So we're we're, we're trying to welcome that option. Uh, as that time goes on, you get 300 episodes in, and you're like, it's enough. It's enough time playing nice. It's time to get in, to now, dig into now, Abe. Now it's time to get those ratings for sweeps. <laughs> That'll make for great audio. Indeed, indeed. Uh, were there any uh, specific things that you liked about um, any future movies that you're looking forward to? The one I'm I'm most looking forward to for the end of the year is is Star Wars. Uh, but in addition oh, to that, uh, uh, the the Disaster Artist is I think uh, I'm more excited to see that than like Justice League or Blade Runner, which I didn't think uh, would be the case. But here we are. Oh, I'd agree with that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> For the disaster artist, did you guys see the the in theater displays that they've put up? You can stand next to James Franco. Oh no, I haven't seen those. Check I, no, it I out. Haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen those yeah. yet. I don't know if it's really anything I'd want to take a photo of, but uh, you know, it's cool. No, it, but the movie itself looks legit hilarious. Also, it, it gives does. me an excuse to finally watch The Room, which I've only seen clips of. So you never seen it in full. I've never seen the full vert. No, the, the room in full. No. I don't know if I have either. To be honest, I, I'm. <laughs> the clips that I have seen, I think I'm pieced it together to watch the full movie. Right. <laughs> I'm I'm listening to the audiobook right now, and it's terrific. Oh, yeah, the book that they're basing the movie off of, right? Th- that's right, yeah. yeah. Who wrote that, by the way? It, that's uh, Greg Sestero, the character played by Dave Franco in the movie. Oh, he... Okay, and, so he re- like... and he reads the book, and he, he has this terrific impression of Tommy Wiseau that's like its own character in the whole the whole book, you know? Does he do a Tommy Wiseau voice? He does, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's that's a very New Orleans voice, right? So, you know, pretty much everyone can do it. Yeah. Tommy Wiseau right. claims that he's from New, or- New Orleans. Well, it's, it's, or, some or kind of a, it's some kind of a mutant accent. That's, that's where the spaceship dropped him off, I know. Yeah. <laughs> His skin is hanging on just like uh, Edgar in Men in Black. Yeah. <laughs> he's wearing an Edgar suit. Yeah, <laughs> we're looking for a man wearing an Edger suit who loves sugar water. Actually, I don't know what like what Tommy Wiseau has has okayed this movie for them yet. Yeah, he I says mean, it's ninety nine percent accurate. And he, what <laughs> he's out there promoting it. He, him, and uh, uh, Franco were out there talking it up together at the at TIFF. Oh well, now I'm all more curious about it. I've been curious about it too, but now I'm just ultra curious about it. In terms of the movies that you uh, have been on with us, is there one that you remember that you got into a heated argument and you didn't like? Not maybe uh, not heated, but one that, that stands you out. Disagreed, yeah. And you're like, you know, I don't like what they. I don't agree with them, but I actually, I respect it. Uh, you know, I, my my recollection is. Uh, I liked the founder uh, more more than you guys did, as I recall. Um, than me, because I uh, I thought it was okay, that, and I know you liked it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think I was I wasn't over the moon about it, but I was very uh, uh, exclamatory, and and you were like it was fine, and so I I think that's as as much of a disagreement as we've had. I feel like I mean <laughs> the most right. mild of disagreements. Yeah, I mean I mean generally speaking, I I I'm trying to think because what what have we talked about? We talked about King Arthur. Maybe actually, I don't know, Aaron. What did, what did you think of King Arthur? I'm trying to remember because I was pretty down. <laughs> pretty on that. similar to the founder. I'm like, it's fine. Uh, I think it's, yeah, okay. it starts better than it ends. That was kind of my thought of it. Yeah, so so I think there, I, I disliked it more than you, but it was like, yeah, you know. That's it. With the founder, I'd rather see Michael Keaton do more of that than American Assassin. Oh well, that yeah, that's. 
<laughs> I can't disagree with that. Yeah. Like, like Keaton's, Keaton's trying and doing something in the founder that I can appreciate, where it's just a ham sandwich in the American Assassin. He, he, he was he was cashing the check for for American Assassin. I mean, he's the he's an ultra elite Blackwater operative. Come on. The the thing about him in American Assassin is he's so watchable. Like that's what frustrated oh, yeah, me sure. is is like God give it like make him the main character in this movie and make it not horribly xenophobic and awful. How <laughs> like the idea of here's Michael Keaton as a, as an old school Cold War operative who has to go after the uh, somebody he trained. That's a hell of a premise for a movie. I'll watch that, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. I, he's certainly well, especially capable. given that the code name is Ghost. Right. I mean, come on. Well, Taylor, Taylor, that's Taylor you know, Kitsch. I, that's Taylor Kitsch's story. I, I, yeah. I, said this, I said this on the movie film show. I love how Taylor Kitsch's role in this movie is like a meta commentary on his place in Hollywood. Because he's he's squaring yeah. off with, with Dylan O'Brien. He's like, so you're the new me now, huh? And I'm like, oh man, that's like like five years ago. Taylor Kitsch would have been Dylan O'Brien. Yeah, that's movie. that's exactly what I was saying. Point, yeah, point <laughs> also made on this show. We're on the same <laughs> wavelength here. <laughs> it just seems so clear in the casting where it's just like it's, right. gonna, be, it's gonna be terrible when they remake Friday Night Lights and and uh, Dylan O'Brien is playing Tim Riggins. <laughs> it's like he's gonna really have to bulk up a lot. <laughs> uh. Well, that maze running he's doing, I mean, it'll probably work out for him. I mean, all that Maze Runner kind of just sets him up to be in Tom Cruise movies in the future. He can be, he can be uh, John Reacher in the, the next Jack Reacher movie. <laughs> John Reacher. John Reacher. <laughs> Jack Reacher's more mundane cousin who sits in the office at the FBI. And occasionally runs, of course. Right. Uh, with all that, Zachy, are there any last thoughts about uh, being on with us? And uh, we certainly appreciate your presence on the show. And I know that you're close by. I keep on saying, I keep on teasing to the audience that I'll come down and visit you. But, one day, uh, one of yeah, these days. One day we'll make it work. But uh, yeah, any last thoughts here? Well, you know, I'm I'm always I'm grateful for the opportunity to hang out with you guys on the show. I'm I'm honored that you thought to include me, however many moons ago. And I'm also, uh, you know, I enjoy the fact that you consider me worthy of being part of the regular rotation. So I know I've, I've I Aaron and I have this semi regular thing where he's like, hey, we're doing a commentary for this movie that I know you'll want to be a commentator on and i'm like god i gotta do this and that's happened about eight times in a row so i feel like at this point aaron like asks out of a sense of of courtesy knowing that i probably will be unavailable you know we never know we might catch you on a blue moon thing we'll get you on a commentary at some point (laughs) it'll be fun i'm i'm hoping one day yeah yeah thank you zachy yeah we gotta thank you guys get to the other calls here but yeah yeah call lines are filling up thank you thank you guys that was really kind I, i that was really sweet Always love, always love hearing from Zachy. For oh, sure. Picking yeah. up the phone here. Let's see. What we, we're making a call. Making a call. Here we go. I think we got it. Hello. Caller, you are on the air. Adam Gentry, you're on the show. My goodness gracious. Happy 300th, guys. Thank you so much. It's really good to have you on. You've been an OG, one of our friends from the get-go. From way back. Yeah. And we've never met. You and I have never met. But we'd I love know, to hear you. That's got to change sometime soon, I hope. Hopefully, yeah. I, I would come to your dojo, but, you know, I'm afraid to get my ass kicked by 13-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody made a, a Zack Snyder joke yet? Not yet. No. No. Well, hey, this is Sparta, guys. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but thanks. Uh, and uh, we know that you love – I remember one of the first questions you asked me was, Abe, what do you what do you think of like French New Wave films? And Aaron had to interject like Abe's not really great at French. 
<laughs> and so I was like, oh, so Adam's Adam's the guy who watches French New Wave movies. So I better I better brush up on that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, I, I'll never forget the first time that we that I was on the podcast. It was actually the Tree of Life episode. Yeah. And I just remember being so amazed and excited that there were a group of guys that wanted to sit down for a couple hours and just delve deeply into this movie that had really, really touched me and, and made such an impact. And that was such an exciting thing to become a part of that community. So, I mean, and I've met so many great people through, through the podcast and, you know, we get to shake it up on a regular basis on social media about different things. And I just, I'm really grateful for that. You know, that was a big, that was a big step in the podcast. Cause we had like one or two guests beforehand. And so as we were kind of starting the show, but yeah, the tree of life is when I had uh, you and Mark Hoban and, um, uh, Jordan, I think. Jordan, yeah, I think Jordan. Yeah, I think we. That was like the first time we had kind of multiple guests on a podcast for like a big bonus episode um, to talk about, you know, a movie that like wasn't in wide release, but it was like certainly worth a conversation. And yeah, I, I, I mean, there's there's a couple significant things I think you've been a part of as as far as the tenure of this podcast, because yes, the Tree of Life was a big one, but also you're one of the people responsible for introducing me to my lovely girlfriend Anna, who I love Aww. dearly. And I, you know, I'm so it's so incredibly happy to be with and continue being with. Um, and so, you know, I have nothing but, you know, thanks for you and, and your, your actual girlfriend as well, Mary, for introducing <laughs> us. You know, as much as I would like to take credit for it, if, if my girlfriend ever listens to this podcast and hears that I did not give her full credit for the introduction of you and Anna, I'd never live it down. So, but no, I was happy to be there. That was an, an amazing moment, even though, I mean, despite these great moments you mentioned, I was not on the Avengers podcast. I'm still bitter about that. <laughs> the Avengers, it always comes back almost, to this. <laughs> it always comes back to this. But no, yes, of course. Yes, we, and I, you know what? You were on the Avengers Age of Ultron podcast for one thing. Oh, totally, totally. It's just, it's such a great thing to think back and to. And I've included you on in multiple Marvel movies specifically because you always bring up the Avengers podcast. <laughs> what I'll um, never forget too about that year was when, when Abe was the only guy that picked uh, Avengers to win the summer and we all thought he was just nuts and you know, was stupid and whatever. I mean, I mean, he doesn't watch French New Wave films and how smart yep. can he be? But, <laughs> but he nailed it, you know, that was the big movie that now, year. That was, that well, was he, kind of a, a weird year because we started the, the contest a week late and Avengers had already opened up to like a hundred and some odd million dollars. Like, $207 million. <laughs> oh, was I was like, yeah, it's gotta be Avengers. And I think everyone went with Dark Knight Rises, but uh, hey man, uh, that was like the only year that I got number one right, I think. Well, you right. got number one right, yet you still lost that year. Adam, you were the first right. winner of the Summer Gamble. <laughs> That's right. And as I believe, not to toot my own horn, but toot toot, I think I'm the only two-time champ. That is correct. Yes, you won this year's Summer Gamble as well. Mister, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Yeah. MVP over here. So, yeah. so far. That'll, yeah, but... I'm sure that'll change. I'm sure that Mark's going to get on the board sooner or later. And I still then, got and it. Hopefully when I finally... one of you guys can win your own contest. We've been trying to, like, do, you know, Anna and I, as well as you and Mary, we've been trying to, you know, get something going as far as having to fun, you know, watch some movies or whatnot. And I still have to get you your Summer Gamble, you know, prize for winning this year. <laughs> it's a signed DVD from Aaron and Abe. No, I always get oh some my. fun prizes for the summer gamble. Like Adam, I think I think got you like Avengers shot glasses the first year. Uh, they were, were little. I think they were little figurines. Or figurines, maybe. Yeah, it tends to be toys. I, think. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yeah, I no. still I still have a little uh, ESPN uh, basketball thing that you gave me uh, at my at my desk at work. So yeah, the pr- wait the was prizes that was that part of the gamble prize package? Uh, I don't recall. Oh, okay. um, it was just because I was like, "Wow, we're we're sponsored by ESPN." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually had a question for you guys. Have yeah. you guys ever walked out on a movie 
when it comes to reviewing something for the podcast? Have you ever been just so so bummed out or disgusted or just ticked off that you ever walked out on something? A move, a movie, uh, yeah, that we just just could not handle. You just had to give up on it. I've just... never walked out of a movie. I've given up on yeah. movies on at home just because what's the point? If this was like an, it's not like I paid or whatnot. I always yeah. I there are certainly movies that I've not enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. Well, sure. Because I mean, I just think of the, the sheer volume that you guys have to to stay up on in order to to keep the podcast rolling. And I was curious if there was anything that was so bad. That Abe, you if I had to guess, I, 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 you really hated the counselor. I mean, <laughs> and that's yeah, that's like that's like two and a half hours. So I mean, that's yeah. that's a lot of movie. <laughs> but uh, I mean, very similar to Aaron, I've never walked out on a movie, but I have stopped a movie at home, and one of those again was Kung Pao. Uh, which maybe is is better now that I'm older. I'll understand what it's doing. But I, that's one that I also was not a bit. I I haven't. I never saw the whole Kung Pao because I like. I feel like I got the joke and it just wasn't working for me. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't think I need to keep doing this. So I'm just Boom. gonna press stop another, and another, then continue the same off my plane. life. <laughs> yeah, but I've never walked out of a movie. But I've I've slumped in my chair really hard, especially for something like. Uh, uh, what's that movie where with Guillermo del Toro was producing? Oh, don't and it was, don't don't be afraid of the dark. Yes, yeah. I was just like, this is a terrible movie, and I was I was kind of loathing watching it, but I've never walked out. Have you walked out, uh, Adam? I have. Uh, I have done this um, one or two times. It was because of uh, natural phenomena like earthquakes or whatever, and so you know the movie stopped or whatever. But there was actually a movie at Sundance 2014 that I walked out of. It was an Asian horror movie, and I remember sitting there. And this was midway through the festival. I was I was tired. I was hungry. Uh, I was watching this movie, and it was just I was programming for a film festival at the time, and so I was out there watching movies to see what I could bring back. And the movie was so bad and so far out as far as the content went that I knew that there was no chance that I could ever program it for our festival. And I realized that I could go back to my hotel room and rest and uh-huh. actually not be watching something. And so I was just, you know, I had my whole life is too short moment and I got up and left, <laughs> apparently right before the big plot twist. But I was still OK with that. <laughs> Do you remember which movie that was? And, and... Yeah. yeah, it was called uh, R100. R100. That sounds like something I'd find out at a radio shack back in 1990. Uh, R100 by uh, Hitoshi Matsumoto. Mm. But yeah, it was absolutely horrible. I walked out basically. Oh, I walked out when one of the. When I, the, the child started getting tortured, I was just I couldn't handle it. Ah, uh, OK, that's understandable. I mean, I've, I've heard people that were uncomfortable in heat when Tom Sizemore picks up uh, that little kid. They're like, OK, I'm done with this movie. I'm like, wait, he's a bad guy. Let's see where this goes. He's a bad guy doing bad stuff. It's what yeah. happens. And then he gets no, shot in the right, face by Al Pacino. He gets shot in the face by Al Pacino with his steady Marine hands. Yeah. No, Ebert always had a good point where he was like, it's OK to walk out of a movie if you tell the people that you're, you know, you tell people in your review that you walked out on it. As long as you're honest, he said it wasn't a big deal. Oh, yeah. But I'm glad I to never... see that you guys have that kind of fortitude. Yeah, I, I would never review a film legitimately if I like didn't actually watch the entire movie. Like that, that wouldn't be a. It's not that fair to fair. the film, regardless yeah. of how good the film, good or bad the film is. It's not fair to the filmmaker, or, you know. And, For and, sure. Indeed. Just you know, and... I just decl- decline to say anything. Really, you know. <laughs> or just say, you know, I walked out, obviously. <laughs> right, yeah. Your review is just half the length because you walked out. 
Yeah, that's how it works. If you see half the movie, the words add up to exactly <laughs> half as they would have been. <laughs> that's the magic right there. So you guys have hit three hundred. I mean, what? I mean, do you have any big plans for the the podcast in the in upcoming months? Are you going to change anything, that's or is a there fun anything? Question, Adam. That's coming. A good question. We have talked about changing a few things and, and maybe adding a few uh, segments, um, detracting a few segments as well. Yeah, um, and we've also talked about a little bit more social media interaction because we love our fans. So uh, look out for that. I mean, we're, we're teasing heavily right now, but um, yeah, we've got some we got some stuff in the works. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Certainly, some ideas for how to keep things fresh going on in the future. Obviously, we'll still be doing a you know still be doing a movie review show, but you know, there's there's ways it, to evolve. It's always going to be a movie review show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, even this one, you guys heard two two reviews beforehand. Yeah, so, you know, it'd be weird if you guys suddenly started, you know. You know, focusing on quilting or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's our spinoff episode with you. <laughs> it depends what they do with the Terminator franchise. If it's all about quilting, then you know we'll see what happens. Yeah. If Linda Hamilton and Arnold can be back, then why can't they introduce quilting? For so, sure. but, Adam, uh, thanks for being on. We love you and we we love your support. But uh, our phone lines are filling up here. Well, hey guys, thank you so much for having me on. You know, for so long, and congratulations to you both. Thanks. Thank thanks you again. So all right. See ya. Jason Coleman, is that you? It is me. Yes, thank you. <laughs> how, Jay Cole, how, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks. How are you guys? <laughs> doing quite well. Congratulations. We've had a lot of guests. Thank you so much. We've had a lot of guests on, so our energy level is like spiked right now. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, Jason. But, uh, um, it's it's been fun having you on because we got you. I got you on through this into this podcast through a different means like most of the guests are on for like the regular episodes and you've been on for regular episodes as well reviewing certain movies um but we generally feature you during our the october uh, the month of you know where we do a lot of horror conversations it's been a lot of fun to have you and jimmy o who's going to be coming on soon um talking about a variety of different topics within the horror genre because i think it's horror is a, i mean you and i both love the horror genre and abe has an appreciation for it. i think he's probably grown since doing this podcast if anything that's 100 um, accurate. And but yeah. I think what what I what I've liked what I've been liking doing with you and Jimmy and Brandon about with you know horror is the idea of exploring the genre in full because um, I think it gets written off so much as far as being just like one thing with you know just like kind of like stabbing and gore and whatnot where there's so much to offer in this genre just like any other genre of film. Yeah. And it's been fun Definitely. to yearly go over these different topics whether it be the different you know the decades of horror the different filmmakers we want to put a spotlight on. Or other categories such as that. Definitely, and I would I would say you know that these I mean my favorite uh, episodes uh, were definitely you know obviously all of those but the, definitely the ones where we explored uh, decades because it really not only was I able to sort of you know project my own hidden gems but there was stuff that you guys came up with that some of the stuff I I you know I didn't know so I, I listen I'm a movie lover you know if there's stuff out there that I don't know about I want to know about it and I want to see it so that was a <laughs> that was a great that was a great one so. I'm like Abe, you know, like, you know, if he doesn't know something, he never just kind of, you know, glosses yeah. over it. He always goes, oh, I don't never heard of that, but I want to see it. Now, I'm, yeah. exactly, I'm exactly like that. So Now, now I love Trick or Treat. I mean, that's like one of my favorite horror anthology <laughs> movies of all time. It's, nice. a good, nice. it's a good one. But yeah, and that's and that's something I, you know, certainly like, you know, I appreciate on the podcast where I have guests that want to talk openly and candidly and not just kind of nod along and say, yeah, that was cool, too. Like, I want, you know, if you disagree, disagree, or if you just aren't aware of something. Or you, or even if you think like I'm incorrect or Abe's incorrect, you speak out. You say, you know, what's actually on your mind. You don't just go, you know, just nod along with the crowd. You say, like, no, this is actually what I thought about it. Or 
actually, you know, that's it was actually this year that this happened or something like that. That's something I always appreciate, you know, being, you know, frankly honest on a podcast because why not? It's just about talking yeah. about movies and yeah, we're just chatting here. And, you know, sharing the level of information with both us and the listeners. Right. And that's and that's why I've always appreciated, you know, you having me on because, you know, I, I definitely feel like I'm kind of the littler guy, you know, the guy who and especially as somebody who who really seeks out, you know, smaller films and and really good, you know, good indie films and things like that. So it's nice to be able to come on the on the podcast and kind of add a little bit of, you know, little little stuff, little movie flavor. And so I've always appreciated just, you know, I, I really just frankly, you know, obviously I first put you on because you probably just asked but i've always appreciated coming on uh just to you know you know cover that cover that angle so to speak no no necessarily besides why so blue no you know uh, uh stuff to promote and that kind of stuff but really just to talk you know great films big and small so i love that so yeah. and like promotion certainly comes with the territory as far as like yeah sure. you're, you're on a show you might as well say like where you're writing from or what have you and it's been great to right. have you on why so blue to add you on to why so blue and so you can do exactly what you just said which is cue people in on a lot of smaller movies that they may never hear about otherwise which is that's frankly that's a great thing i mean it's great to you know good you know fresh new artists or you know people that have been making movies for years but are never on the you know big studio circuit have that attention given to them and that's what you bring to the podcast as well uh and and additionally just like uh, i was just saying about you know honesty or whatnot when you have you on for some of the bigger movies as far as like you know a lot of horror movies something like don't breathe for example um, mm. you, it's not like you're just, you know, you're sitting there and being like, yeah, it was good. Like, you know, the rest of us thought or like whatever majority opinion is or what have you, you can <clears> stand <throat> your ground as far as saying like, yeah, no, I, I didn't like it for certain reasons or I had certain issues with it compared to what others are saying. It, it, it's, it, it, it benefits a conversation to, to kind of speak to all degrees of what people think of things. Of course. Yeah. And, and certainly, right. it certainly just adds to, again, different perspectives, which is what we aim to do on the show. We, we try and get people that. We perhaps Aaron at least perhaps knows that they might be leaning one way or another just to because I think that it can, it just adds more to the listener too. I mean it gives a different point of view and whenever we have disagreeing sides, we've done this a few times. The reviews are way shorter. Right. And they're, just, they're just like, yeah, no, I guess uh, I guess we all liked it, so uh, we'll move on to feedback now. <laughs> Although I always feel like every time I come on and we talk about a big movie that I don't like it. And it's, I, so I'm always afraid people are going to think, oh, this is the guy who just likes indie movies. He doesn't like big budget stuff. So I almost want to, you know, like when Logan came out, I was like, oh, I want to be on that one so I could finally say, oh, here's a, here, here's a five-star film. It's on my top ten list, you know, in contention. I love that. So It's, it's a weird roll of the dice because I – because as listeners know, Abe and I both know, we don't, we don't tend to tell each other what we thought of movies. Yeah. Um, I – I sometimes look into what the guests thought just to see if I'm going to be able to mix it up as far as what the opinions overall are. If it's not going to be just like a, we all you know really like the movie or we all really hated the movie, like I want to try to provide some kind of diverse opinions if possible. Um, but some you know there's a lot that are like could go either way, and and yeah, I, it's been su- not necessarily unfortunate because I'm just happy to you know have you on the show and you know be able to talk about movies with you. But at the same time, there has been a sort of pattern where we have the, the bigger <laughs> movies tend to be ones you don't actually like. Right, right. <laughs> Um, by the way, Jason, it's by design. We yeah. want to just call you out. <laughs> but I love, but I must say, you know, coming on the show, you know, uh, you know, really with this really great is the dynamic between you guys. You know, it's really, it's, it's, I, I definitely, you know, there was, I think there was one or two times when Abe wasn't there. And I, I, I definitely missed the, the banter between you guys and the camaraderie and stuff. So I think as a team, you guys work really great together. And I, I, I love coming on and even listening to you guys. So thank you. That's very that. sweet. Yeah, that's really kind. 
I mean, I try to throw ABOP as much as possible, so I mean, but it works out. <laughs> That's but, typical, typical Aaron. <laughs> but but now it wouldn't be me if I didn't say because you know one of your questions was you know something to you know a movie to look you know to maybe talk about in the future. There's I, I would say there's two you know in the immediate future. October the 20th in theaters and on demand is the one movie that I saw when I was at Sundance, Slamdance, that whole experience that was a five-star film. It's called Bad Day for the Cut. Uh, comes out October the 20th, and it's a Northern Irish revenge flick. It's coming out from Well Go USA, uh, which, you know, they also did Train to Basin and a bunch of other films. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they, that movie, is it's, it's, it's gritty, it's funny, it's brutal, it's awesome. So that one's coming out um, in the near future, so I would say, you know, I'd love to talk about that one. Especially, like I said, since, you know, I had gone through all the Sundance films, and I was like, that's the one. You know, as soon as I saw it, I knew. And uh, I would say in the long haul, I just did recently. Oh, by the way, uh, bad day for the cut on why so blue. You can see an interview and review from Sundance. Very cool. And uh, the, in the in the in the future future, there's a movie called The Tangle uh, that uh, a guy who he, he uh, his name is uh, Christopher Soren Kelly. He had done a little short called Monkeys that I saw at a film festival, and it was like guys, it was like early Wachowski, early you know Fincher, like that style. And he's doing a sci-fi movie that's his feature film debut called The Tangle, and. Uh, yeah, and it's like I mean, think like you know, Alex Proyas like Dark City, like that kind of stuff. So he actually just finished. You know, he's doing it still an Indiegogo campaign. It's already reached. I, of course, I put out money because I'm gonna put money where my mouth kind of guy. So uh, it's already reached its goal. You know, for finishing. You know, uh, do, you know, doing little finishing things on the film. But I'm so looking forward to it, man. I I I miss that style, that kind of early Fincher. You know, the game, Fight Club, Panic Room, that visual style mixed with some sci-fi and stuff. I think that tangle I, I i think it's going to be amazing so i would say in the future love to talk about that film maybe have christopher you know come on or something and just because he as a director um uh for that short he was it was so good and he people may know him as an actor from uh films like ink and the frame so hmm. um okay. but oh it's so good um his uh, his visual uh directed work and and stories and stuff so looking Jason, forward to all i heard was indie 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 yeah. <laughs> as far as big budget, Thor, 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 new Thor. Man. Yeah, the new. Of yeah, it's an indie slant because, of course, it's being directed by the guy who did We Live in the Shadows. But it looks, it looks so good, man. He's bringing that style to Thor. I can't wait to see Thor. Yeah. Now I'm a, now I'm a Thor fan. So there no, you go. I'm, I'm excited for a bad day for the cut. I looked it up and I was like, this synopsis on IMDb sounds amazing. So good, man. So good. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I know we're, we might not be able to get you for some of the horror bonuses uh, this month, which is a shame, but we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll be able to work something out, right? Uh, Congratulations, gentlemen. Awesome work. Okay. And, uh, yeah. and we will speak to you shortly, I'm sure. Got it. Yeah, yeah. thanks, man. Got it. And with that, the phone lines are letting in with uh, Jimmy O. Jimmy? Yeah, that's me. Uh, hey. Hey. Good. You sound like you're in a helicopter, but that's okay. We love having you that's on. Yeah, that's about the best it's going to get, unfortunately. So, all good, yeah. all good. <laughs> You're gonna Jimmy, this, right? I, I was first introduced to you with through Aaron, but also at the same time, I was always really uh, humbled by your hospitality of always wanting to invite me out to these shows in, in L.A., like all these horror movies that you were putting on at all the festivals. So I've always appreciated you looking out for me. So thank you for that. 
Oh, of course, man. I mean, anytime. We we definitely do need to do a little bit of a, a, a like grab a drink or see a movie when you're here. Totally, totally. Do a live show for for hell's sake, or I can I can't swear. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how did you guys how did you guys meet, Aaron? You and Jimmy. We met at one of the screenings. We met at a uh, Silent House, I believe the 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 American remake of Silent House, the film that's like shot all in one one take. Is that where we met? That's that where, awful, horrible movie. That's that's I believe the first time that we met. Like I I've known I knew you through um through writing a Joe Blow or whatnot, but yeah, that was that was where we yeah. like initially met. Wasn't that the uh, that's the Elizabeth uh, Olsen movie, right? Yeah, Elizabeth Olsen. Th- th- yeah, and it was funny because that was, she was becoming this like hot thing, and I saw that movie. I'm like, wow. That sucks. <laughs> a terrible movie. Oh my god! Now I'm having flashbacks of that horrible thing. Wow. Wait, god. what's the movie with the cover with the the wooden doll? Is that Silent? Is that Dead House? That's that's or... dead. That's um yeah, the James Wan movie. That's Dead. Um... Oh, Dead Silence. Dead Silence. Dead yeah. Silence. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I was that like, wait. That was better than Silent House. Okay. You're not, okay. not by a whole lot, but it was, I, I I definitely. Well, we all know if you've been listening to this show, you know I love the James Wan. So, I not my favorite of his, but certainly better than Silent House. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, do you have a you you? Is your movie produced and ready to go? Or well, it- ironically enough, I I was supposed to see it uh, screening of it today. We are finished, I believe, or close to finished. Uh, we're gonna have a production screening so hopefully we'll be hearing more for sick for toys very soon i i i don't want to say too much but definitely sure. good things are on the uh, horizon yeah the sure. fi- well the film is sick for toys which you co-wrote and produced yeah yeah i mean well I, basically it's uh, one of those things i've accepted a story by credit just because uh my co-writer wrote most of the actual script but it's definitely, yeah, it's a story I came up with years and years and years ago, uh, 20, 20 some odd years ago. I wrote it as a play and, uh, you know, and had the, you know, I, I literally, I was just going to do it as a, like, in a little, you know, one of those one little tiny theaters and mm-hmm. just do it as a performance piece. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm very thrilled and they, we've got some great talent involved. So, yeah, I'm shocked to see. I, I've seen a cut. I've seen it a couple times, and it's pretty incredible. I'm really, really pleased. Well, it's, so been, you, it's been very, it's been very cool to see over the years, like you going from you know being at screenings with me and you know writing reviews and whatnot to also you know being a part of producing film, you know, getting involved in the actual right. you know movie yeah. industry yeah. as far as producing stuff. Yeah, it's a it's a very different thing, and I've obviously I've only done a couple of small budget films, but I've been very proud of both of them for whatever reason um you know with the harvesters i I think we accomplished something out of nothing and it was really wonderful and uh sick for toys is a whole other thing it's you know we we had a little more money and we had a little more you know we were it was a holly more of a hollywoodish production but uh both are i have a obviously have i'm very proud of and you know, next I have a short that I'm working on that I'm actually going to be acting in, so that's Ooh. kind of a whole new thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've seen your action, too. You did that little short with Keanu for John Wick, too. Yeah, so I mean... It's, <laughs> but okay. more importantly, you saved Dean Kane in the film Airplane vs. Volcano. That's Absolutely. I, I, and if, I, if you saw Blood Brothers, which is currently on DVD... I'm a jogger who gets, I let me see if it's been a while, I get shot, I get run over, 
I get shot again in the kneecap, and then I get stabbed and shot in the head. Yeah, the, Wait, you're the as, Rasputin as a, of low-budget horror. <laughs> yeah, basically. Basically. I, 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 it's weird, too, because as a horror fan, I'm kind of getting a little old-fashioned in the sense that I'm kind of not into the gore anymore like I used to be. I'm a little bit more like, yeah, I'd rather have something, you know, obviously, like, uh, I, I, I like the direction horror is going lately because it's not about the gore. It's more about suspense and more about, you know, there's a little gore in modern horror lately, but I don't know, I'm kind of preferring the uh, smart horror a little bit, to be Ooh, honest. Interesting. So, I like that. Yeah. And that's why we yeah. love having you on for the commentaries and in the month of October when we talk about all these horror genres and movies. Uh, by the way. Yeah. I'm looking up your IMDb. You played Bob in both Airplane vs. Volcano and Blood Brothers. So are they related? No. Are they, is that the same character? Uh, there, there is a reason for that. Uh, when, <laughs> well, I mean, it's a very simple reason. When uh, we, when uh, when I, the reason I was in Airplane vs. Volcano, the guys were fans of the website and they wanted me to do a set visit. And they're, you know, we don't do set visits for smaller movies generally. You know, occasionally we will, but we don't always. And one of the things they had the idea of was giving me a cameo. And I'm like, well, that's cool. And so originally my cameo was just supposed to be part of a gang. And uh, it wasn't really much. Maybe I would have had a line. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, it didn't work out because of the schedule. And Dean Kane had to leave early. So they ended up writing this role for me. Uh, of a dude coming out of a bathroom stall, which was hilarious. <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, I was like, well, could I be named Bob? Because I, I just... I, it's, it always comes down to Twin Peaks, I guess. That's where uh -huh. I got Bob from. And so they went with Bob, and then when I did uh, the other one, I said, well, why don't I just play Bob again? And that, you know, same, because they produced uh, Blood Brothers. So, you know, hey, it, it works out. I'm, I think if I ever do another film with them, I'm going to have to insist I play Bob. I like that. And then you I can like do the it. remake of What, ha what About Bob? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's <laughs> about time. I need. A, I need. Well, I have. I do have a leading role in the short I'm doing. So I will say that. Well, so that's that's, that's very different. Very weird for me. I'm a little nervous, to be honest. To to jump back to the podcast, which you've been a part of for you know several years now with us, um, it is always great slash annoying to have you bring your toys on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's never annoying ever. It's amazing. You love it. So, and sometimes they fit in context, and sometimes they don't. But uh, yeah. <laughs> That is the point. I, I like to keep you guys on your toes and, and, and randomly play toys. There, it was, there was a good I, run where the toys seemed to co-line with the, the movies that we were discussing for the week. Yeah, I think it was like G.I. Joe, so you had The Rock. G.I. Joe was the had, big one, yeah, The Rock the, the yeah. Rock toy, yeah. I think you had Thor, too? I have Thor. I think I had, I don't remember if I brought Rocket Raccoon. I think you and, did, but yeah, I certainly didn't apply to whatever we were talking about. <laughs> no, it really didn't. It, it ra rarely does, to be honest. It rarely makes sense, and that's that is kind of my humor. I do have a keep in mind. I grew up like my favorite director, probably growing up, especially when I was a teenager, was David Lynch. So I was always like, I like weird. I like stuff that just doesn't really fit. And I think my humor, Aaron, you know this pretty well. My humor is a bit strange, I think, and uh, so that's that. Maybe that's where that comes from, and the idea of just grabbing a stupid toy and playing it during your podcast is just pure heaven for me. I love it. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Not today, though. I got nothing. I'm in my car. I'm in it. Well, I'm in a helicopter, apparently. Yeah, you're in a helicopter. Hopefully, Al Pacino isn't there going to push you out or anything like that. 
No, I hope not. <laughs> I, I really hope not. I, I would be serious, seriously sad about that. That'd be yeah. terrible. Well, Jimmy, Jimmy, it's yeah. always it's always good to have you on. We got We got to keep moving with the guests here and everything. Um, but thanks for for joining us yeah. for, for this one, and thanks for you know keep being on with us. All right, man. I'll see. You. We'll we'll see you at the next one. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Always good to have Jimmy on, for including sure. his voice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're calling up our next guest here. And next guest, caller, you are live. H- Hello. Hey, David Bax. Good to have hey, you here. First, first time, long time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. So how can we help you on uh, today's uh, Aaron and Abe's love line? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was uh, the... Uh, are the Pittsburgh Penguins going to repeat uh, as Stanley Cup champs uh, call-in radio show? KBBL. Yeah, uh, I'll take my answer off the air. <laughs> <laughs> and David, that interaction is why we're the best. <laughs> <laughs> David, it's good to, good to have you on here. You've been on the show a, a number of times at this point. Yeah. And, um, uh, have, I conv- have I convinced you all... And all your leave and all your listeners how, of how great Atomic Blonde is yet, or do I need? Is that why you're having I'm me back? I'm to... with you. Yeah, Aaron, I yeah. think is in a different camp, but I see his point of view because <laughs> it is it is a bit convoluted that storyline, just cutting back and forth in and out of that interrogation room and then back to the action. It's a little convoluted, uh, and I, I think I even said in the review, it's like you know the storyline isn't great, it's messy, but the action is fun. Yeah, there we go. That's just last time I was on. I think I, that's where we left off. Is that I had almost convinced everyone. I think in my head, at least, I think that I had almost convinced everyone that Atomic Blonde was great. Well, I keep on like Aaron's view to to perk up from uh, two point five to uh, five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about like something like The World's End, which I know we all like The World's End, but I know you were like lesser on it compared to. Have you revisited that film at all? Uh, yeah, I mean, and I, 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 it has definitely grown uh, for me. I think my initial reluctance to like the world's end as much was just because it upset me, but I think it's kind of supposed to. Like it's, uh, it's the it's the least uplifting of the uh, Cornetto movies. But uh, uh, yeah, uh, so yes, I've definitely I think better of the world's end. Also, Pirates of the Caribbean at world's end, I like that one. <laughs> yeah, movies with worlds end in the title. Yeah, I was like, a lot, of, a lot of uh, overlap here. That's what I do <laughs> like. I like Pirates of the Caribbean World's End. <laughs> it's the really lesser do. of I'm... the first three. I would agree Wait, with that. Wait, which one is that? Is that the one where Jack Sparrow gets eaten by the Kraken? Uh, no, that's the end of the second one. It's where you have to get Jack Sparrow back, and uh, Barbosa's back, and there's a giant maelstrom climax at the end. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the oh, Verbinski so camp. Like, I'm all about the Verbinski oh, That's movies. true, yeah. <laughs> Me too. Good old Gore Verbinski and his Rango. That's like, I think, uh, that was one of our very early episodes. Yeah. Oh. Uh, David, you recently yeah. celebrated a milestone in your podcast, Battleship Retention, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you mean the 10-year mark? There's Holy The 10-year t- mark, the, the 500th, like, six, seven-part episode? <laughs> yeah, we did a five-part episode for our 500th episode, but that was almost a year ago now, because yeah. that was last October. Um, so you hit the 10-year mark in, as well? And then in, in March, we hit the 10-year mark, so now we're at Ten and a half years. There's nothing special about it. We're just still going. <laughs> but you still recently. Hit There's something it. special about ten and a half years of being on the air, just freestyling it with your fans. That's that's a long time, man. Congratulations. I mean, th- thank you. But this, whenever someone says that, what I say is like, no one like, like no one is allowing us to do this. You know what I mean? Like, all all it means is that we didn't stop. Like we're just 
it, it's just a tribute to our tenacity more than anything else. That's I mean, true. That's that's I don't how need to get into an ex- existential battle about what it is to do podcasts, but at the same time, it is a dedicated. <laughs> it's a level of dedication that certainly you know happens here. Yeah. Well, congrats to you guys. Hey, no Thank one's you. allowing us to do this, David. We're yeah, just here. We're, we're just, <laughs> it's, it, we just wake up on Sundays and we do this, David. Come on, you know the deal. Yeah, this is you. you that is something that uh, you, you guys do it uh, too early <laughs> um, on Sundays. What do you? What do you? Uh, what, what are your days and what are your hours? We do our podcast Thursday nights, starting at like we go from because we do two a week sometimes with because we have like a supplemental thing called the movie the movie journal, and so. We basically record from like – it ends up taking us like five hours every Thursday night, but it's like seven to midnight. That's a marathon, buddy. Uh, yeah, I mean there's a lot of uh, you know, stopping setup, down and though, bullshitting like, in between. Yeah, they, got a yeah. Whole set, they got a big soundboard and microphones. It looks like a real professional operation. I'm going to have to take it. I, I mean I see a photo of this on your Facebook later. Uh, uh, well, you can you can watch uh, – if you want to see, you can watch the – go to battleshipretention.com and watch the Ask BP, the video mailbag segment that we oh. just posted. Where we answer, we uh, put ourselves on video answering listener uh, emails, um, and you can actually David, see David plugging mail bags. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can barely tolerate looking at you guys at screening. So I mean, I don't know if I have to go that <laughs> far. I'll, maybe I'll just listen to the audio, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as, far, as long as I'm here plugging stuff, like we have <laughs> recently redesigned the Battleship Retention website. Uh, we're oh, very yeah? happy. We're, we're very happy with the way it oh, looks. Yeah? I, I've, been, I've been telling people, I'm sorry, the old battleshipretention.com can't come to the phone right now uh, because it's dead. That's a very succinct answer to the reason why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's dead. It's dead. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at your uh, September 22nd uh, Ask DP or BP. And it uh, looks like you guys have a whole bunch of DVDs in the background. Is there a DVD in there that uh, you like the most? Well, this is this is it's Tyler's place. Oh, okay. So let me. I'm trying to think what I can even see in that shot. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You can probably see his Law and Order, his TV shelf down there. He's got he's got a lot of Law and Order uh, DVDs. And then I think he uh, Tyler bought like the first five seasons of Law and Order, and then he was like. Why am I doing this? There's like 20 more seasons to go and they're on TV all the time. Yeah. It's so it's always funny to me when I look at his shelf and see his like truncated commitment to owning law and order. <laughs> and they've also got all these spinoffs. It's really hard to keep up. People are yeah, always leaving the show. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how long Ice-T has been on one of those law and orders now. A long time. Yeah. It's gotta be, yeah. It's got to be like 12 years. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever watched an SVU. They're they're pretty good. I like the one with uh, with Carl Penn. He's like this really ridiculous janitor that kills uh, and uh, bleaches people. It's it's a really weird episode. Do you remember the episode of Angel with Cal Penn? Uh, no, I didn't know that Cal Penn was on Angel. He's in one episode. Uh, he was like a, a demon type thing. He looked like a regular guy, except he wore like a fez hat. And when you took it off, he had like a huge brain sticking out of the top of his head. <laughs> and he could like. Was tell, this like, before he, like, or after Harold Kumar? This is before. This is like okay. season one, maybe yeah. season two. They're like Angel, Angel was on pretty early, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think Angel killed him by throwing like a tire iron through his head or something. Through that specific part in his brain? Yeah, through his, through his big brain. There's a lot of random like guest stars in all of those series. Like I, I was looking at Pedro Pascal, who's in the new Kingdom. Oh, nice. also on like, Game of Thrones. Um, he was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer like really early on. It's like I have no idea who he would have played, but it's like, okay. 
Oh, wow. One of my favorite Angel things is uh, in season one, um, Jeremy Renner was on an episode where he was like a vampire that Angel had known in the past. Maybe he had like turned him, I can't remember, or whatever. And he comes back to Los Angeles to exact revenge on Angel or whatever. And he tries to kill uh, – in the, in the first couple seasons, there was a character named Kate who was a detective. Uh, he, you know, because in the early on, Angel was still pretending to be like a private eye type show. And a private eyes always have their like – their cop friend who like gives them yeah. runs license plates and shit. So there was Kate and she was played by Elizabeth Rome, speaking of law and order who went on to law and order. Oh. Uh, and so there's a whole scene where Jeremy Renner is trying to kill Elizabeth Rome. And then fast forward to American hustle where Elizabeth Rome played Jeremy Renner, Renner's wife. It's a small world, man. It's a small world. Yeah. It's all connected. Yeah. All the Joss Whedon stuff. Exactly. The, the jokes that I'll never get. Cause I never watched firefly. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, David, are you looking forward to anything uh, in the in the rest of this year and also early next year? Oh, so much stuff. But I'm uh, very much looking forward, I think, to um, well, uh, Michael Hanukkah has a new Hanukkah, however you say his name, has a new movie. Um, I'm looking forward to Lady Bird, the Greta Gerwig directed movie. I think my most anticipated movie of the fall is The Florida Project from uh, Sean Baker, who made um, Tangerine, Tangerine. Uh, yeah. two years ago. It's, it's, supposed to be great so uh there's a lot of good stuff obviously todd haynes has a movie coming out uh paul thomas anderson has a movie coming out steven spielberg has a movie it's uh it's good i think this is i think 2017 has been a very good year for movies so far has, and sure. i think uh yeah and, and i think the, the all signs point to it continuing to 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 be that yeah and it, like, you know the summer's full of like a good amount of like tentpoles that are really solid like well it'll be very need to see what the, you know, the quote unquote award season has to offer as far as, you know, a lot of prestige filmmakers and ones that you really look forward to seeing new films from, you know, deliver on that as well. Yeah. Indeed. Well, well David, David, it's been good to hear from you. It's, yeah. It's, it's always good. This has me. been a blast. I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm bummed. We don't get to play games. That's my favorite part <laughs> of coming on your show is to play the games because I don't, I haven't like written down my track record, but I think I tend to be pretty good at them. Well, that's um, that's so good to know. So, so I'll, I'll keep that in mind when we do our all game when, when we do our all games out now episode. We'll be sure to call yeah. you up first. Yeah, <laughs> that would be yeah. fun, Abe. Just do it all games out now. <laughs> well, now I'm also just thinking specifically. Okay, if I know David's gonna be on, I'm gonna make a really hard game segment. Oh. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> that could be fun. But anyway, David, thank you so much, and we'll thank look forward you. to having you on again pretty pretty probably probably pretty shortly here. I hope so. All right, thank you. All right, bye. Right. See ya. Phone lines rung in. Alan Aguilar, you're on the air, buddy. Hey, guys. What's going on? What's Alan, happening, Alan? Us all yeah. the way from the East Coast here. All the way from the East Coast. I wanted to but congratulate you guys on... we you from the West Coast. What's that? We previously knew you from the West Coast. Correct. I have shared many a screenings with uh, Aaron Yeah. in the long, illustrious history of Out Now with Aaron name. <laughs> and you, we, in this whole entire time period, you've also become a professional wrestler. On the side. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're just making things happen. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, honestly, it's because of the ambition of the two of you that I'm like, you know what? I'm going to follow my dreams, too. And I can do it. So thank you, gentlemen. I am eternally grateful. That, that, the special place in my heart now. <laughs> good. Good. I should have been there before, but I'm glad it took this long. As long as you got to that finishing point, I'm all happy. I'm good. <laughs> glad. I'm glad. All right. I a few questions. Oh, um, yeah. right. I, I, I noticed that I, I know I, I, we were talking about reminiscing about the whole 
history of the show and my personal history with the show. And I was thinking about all these other great episodes that you guys have done. And I was like, you know what? I kind of wish I was on that Millennials and Classic Cinema podcast you guys did recently. That was recent, yeah. Because yeah. that was wonderful because it was, it was a bonus episode. I had no idea it was coming out. And I was like, I'm going to listen to this because I like talking or and listening to things about film theory and film history and stuff like that um, more consistently than I do just film reviews. So I thought that was just wonderful. So I was, I was all about it, guys. I was I like, yes, that. this that is was, great. That was, a, that was a fun episode, too, like, and for sure kind of delves into exactly what you're talking about as opposed to something more standard. It really gave us a chance to, between us, between Maxwell, Brandon, Jim, and I, I, mean, I thought that there was a lot of interesting ground to cover, for sure. I... I was I was all about it, so I know I wanted to touch upon that because I didn't get to mention that last time. But I wanted to commend all of you on a job well done. And if you guys ever do anything like that again, I'm around. Or if Aaron, hey, if you guys want to talk about you know the stereotypes going from our childhood to now and how they've changed, we can talk about that too because I've been watching a lot of '90s movies and holy shit, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's pretty dated. Especially, uh, I mean, we just talked about it recently uh, earlier in the show. I was just watching Speed from 1994. Oh yeah. Uh, and it's just like, yeah, man, uh, I don't know if any of that stuff flies these days. But still, it's it's still a fun movie. So, and, Alan, I remember one episode that you were on. We were doing a Transformers thing, and we, we made this little joke about your Prius and how your your sound goes, Puh. and uh, <laughs> that just made me laugh out loud. So that's like one of my fondest memories uh, of, uh, of us all being on the air. I think Jordan and myself and the two of you are always <laughs> just gold and fire and the gold standard, if I might ask. Those are, about, those, those, I might are add. those are highlights that I look forward to. <laughs> those those are good. I'm like, about Transformers movies and getting YouTube. I only them. watch them. Like there are a number of times where I had to go watch uh, James and the Giant Stalker. I forgot what that was called. Jack, Jack, Jack the Giant Slayer. Yeah, Jack the Giant yeah, Slayer. Because Aaron's like, yeah. I don't think I get anybody else on this. I'm like, I got you, boo. I'll be right there. <laughs> don't you worry. <laughs> And I'll, little did they know take... that Jack the Giant Killer is a movie we all remember fondly and completely. I mean, Hugh McGregor has great hair in that movie. I think he has not. Fantastic hair. <laughs> oh, that was so good. By the um, way, Alan, you are also one of our OG guys. Yeah, I mean, you've been on since like yeah, year I think one, episode I think, seven. Like that. It was early. Like, yeah, it was early. I remember because well, we I think Aaron and I were both at a. Yeah, with all the time differences too, it's always uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on and and talking because. The thing that I love about you, Alan, is that you you just tell it. Like even if you didn't like it, you just you're willing to tell us that you didn't like it, and you don't really you don't really get caught up on anyone else's opinion about that either. So it's like, yeah, Alan's just pure. I'm like, here, guys, this is what happens. Um, there are days like when we get the right movie, and I actually have some, like my Lincoln episode. I think was pretty fun because I was very opinionated about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it, I, I don't know if anybody's requested, but I know that there are people that like to talk about which movie they want. If the post comes out, I am more than willing to be on that show. The easiest way to get our guests on here is when they request which movie they want to do. Like, I know everyone's going to be asked, like, hey, let me be on the Thor show. Hey, let me be on the... Like, you know what? Let me be on that Spielberg film about journalism integrity. I want that one. That sounds Mm -hmm. great. Yeah. So, yeah, congratulations, gentlemen. I hope to see hundreds of more of these, and it's always a pleasure to get a text message or phone call from you guys asking me to be on of course oh. man did you yes. have any more questions i know you said something about questions oh i kind of sprinkled them in um okay. so basically if you guys do anything fun like that that's great keep the commentaries going uh i, I one of my favorite moments was when we did all the step-up movies with the commentary for all of them <laughs> oh, at the yes. same time 
I think I, I think I was the dumb one that blurted that out as a joke, and you guys just went with like Aaron's like I like that we're doing Cause, that because that sounded ingenious to me. Where yeah, it's like, like not one step up movie. Yeah. We'll we'll have them playing simultaneously in different homes and, and record a go-to commentary. Yeah, <laughs> that was an amazing plan, and I think it worked out. First of all, really nobody's well. ever done that before. Nobody's done it since. So groundbreaking right now. Not only was it groundbreaking, it was perfect. So no one wanted tempted after that. So like this is it. That's it. <laughs> one go and it was done so it was very commendable gentlemen um do you have any questions for me um well what are you looking forward to the rest of the year besides the post obviously well i'm excited for the post um i actually after you know all these tiffs in toronto uh reports coming in i really want to hear i really want to watch call me by my name i know brad status just came out so i want to peep that um, i enjoyed that one that was some good acting in it for sure I'm completely blanking on a bunch of stuff oh i want to watch stronger uh, Darkest Hour is like right at the top of my list. So if, if I can do the post, I'd like to talk about that because I'm knee deep in World War II stuff. Um, there's just a lot of random things coming out towards the end of the year that I'm just like amped for because I just you know just want to watch them all. Oh, that uh, Rachel Weisz, Rachel McAdams film that I don't remember. That Annette Bening film, which it's a May December romance. I really want to watch. So I'm just getting you know see to put my seatbelt on and get ready for this fall and summer movie award season, which I think will be more up my alley this time than the summer season was for me. Nice. Which I know everybody likes and I, I don't know. I know I'm not the super coolest guest. Like I'm not like the star of film Twitter, but I do appreciate <laughs> being on and <laughs> speaking of saying like it is. Um so yeah, there you go. There you go guys. Um, Thank you so much. Not, I know you have a litany of guests that are coming up and I don't want to keep you. So uh thank you once again for having me on. And I hope to be on many more episodes and provide as many fun off kilter comments while everybody talks takes things seriously. And I'm like, hey, really quick, let's have a bucket, let's talk about that fart joke. <laughs> <laughs> Always a pleasure to have you on, Alan. Thanks for calling. Thank, thanks, Dylan. See you. All right, bye. Woo! And we are the phone lines are are so hot right now. We've got to take a break from the phone lines. I think we might have some feedback here from uh, folks that are writing in. Is that right, Aaron? Uh, yeah. So uh, one comment that I definitely want to get to, uh, Liz couldn't be on Liz Manichel, friend of the show. She couldn't be on, but uh, she wrote us this really nice comment. And uh, Aaron, did you want to go ahead and read that there? Uh, yeah, I got it right here on the feedback here. Um, it says, I'm very grateful to Aaron and Abe who believed in me and helped promote and be a part of the crowdfunding for my first feature, Bread and Butter. Uh, they'd also let me wax about films on their show, which is an act of charity. Indeed, I think Aaron and Abe are able to communicate substantial thoughts about films today that doesn't come off as pretentious and manages to be entertaining as well. I'm a fan and miss you guys. Oh, first of all, Liz, thank you for, you know, promoting your bread and butter thing on our podcast. I think that was actually a really cool thing. That was one, one of our first big interactions um, in terms of like, aside from from contests and whatever else. It was just like, hey, we've got a friend that's trying to make a movie. How about you guys uh, join their Kickstarter? And so it was really kind of uh, her to be on and promote that. Um, and it was cool. I, I think that you and I both contributed to it. I got the DVD, and I, we're on we're on the credits. So, yeah, thank you for that, we Liz. Some, and, we met some other guests that we've had on the podcast through that as well. Like, yeah. it was neat to be a part of, like, their like that, like crowdfunding <laughs> campaign and everything. And the movie's right. the Bread and Butter. is a solid film. It's on iTunes. Solid you can movie. find it now. Uh, with Bobby uh, Moynihan, Bobby is, Moynihan in it? is one of the main stars in it. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a nice little movie. Yeah, so it's a cool little indie movie, and I think that Liz is working on another movie, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't know if there's a lot of hand, details about it. But yeah, that's currently in the works for sure. In yeah, production. Right, so that's probably why she's uh, so busy these days. But um, how did you meet Liz, by the way? At a screening, actually, the same screening as Jimmy. Oh, okay. So you guys were watching uh, Silent House, and then. Um, 
uh, you guys all probably just uh, chatted outside, you know, fraternized around popcorn. Is this talking like during, like before the movie started or whatnot? And that's when Liz was start was with just seen it. Uh, she and Sean, yeah. her boyfriend, um, they were. Um, Which you have been on. Yeah, that was the the show. Yeah, the the PBS series that was that was yeah. on for a little while back then. Do we want to get to some of the uh, the other feedback that we have? Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get into some of the other feedback that we have here from uh, the fans of the show, and we thank you guys all for doing that. We are. Some of these are really long, and and we love the hell out of it. Yeah, but so uh, let's go through like that first question because that has the longest yeah. stuff we can, and then we'll we'll see what we'll see what other guests light up the hotlines after that. Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, this first uh, the question we asked here it's uh, why do you continue to enjoy listening to our silly show? Because uh, I'm certainly curious because we've been doing this for a while, and some people just keep coming back to it. Um, and Tyler writes, t- uh, Tyler writes, it's a couple things. One, it's never just a review show. It's a bunch of fun segments that feel more like a variety show at times. You guys, two. You guys match my own review style. What I mean is that your knowledge, you're knowledgeable enough that you are able to communicate your thoughts effectively, but never come off as pretentious or degrading for people who don't agree with you guys. And finally, the fan interaction. It's always great that you guys care about the fans enough to read their opinions every week. And even if I haven't seen the movie yet, I still listen to hear you guys respond to my answers because I know you always will. Anyway, guys, congrats. Uh, here's to many more episodes. P.S. You guys are the first ever podcast I listen to, and still my favorite. Keep up the great work. So I want to I want to break it down for a second. And Tyler, thank you for that. Um, I think that the variety show thing is is certainly something that we had in mind when we were first coming up with it. I mean, we had different segments on always. Uh, it wasn't ever just like a ten minute review, uh, and then we were going to be done with it. It was always. Uh, I think what did we have like. Uh, really early on we had we, we seg- i mean we can go over the segments but what, what i think is yeah. you when you approached me to do the show i came back to you with like not only a yes but like uh, you know and started brainstorming but i came out with like not like a manual but like certainly like here's a layout of what i think yeah, we can do with exactly <laughs> like just yeah. ideas i was shooting forward and, yeah because I, I i'd always wanted to be very fun and bantery and very casual because um that's something that i just I'd never really experienced that when I was growing up reading reviews from Roger Ebert or, you know, watching reviews on TV shows kind of thing. Uh, and then I, I was like, well, why can't we just have like a fun, casual podcast just talking about movies? And here we are. So I'm glad to hear that the review style matches your own, Tyler, as well. Uh, the guest thing, we love having guest interactions. There were We've mentioned this a number of times on the show, but there are times when we would just be really surprised by people liking our Facebook page and just uh, texting back and forth and asking, do you know this person? And it's like, nope. And it's like, this is great. We're, we're growing here. So it's always good to have the fan interaction. We always love reading out fan stuff because – um, again, it kind of just adds to a different, uh, a different point of view sometimes. So, um, and also some of these questions are really, really great that you guys send in. We had a couple of them last week where it was just like, yeah, no, I, I can't think of an answer right now. Cause I'd have to really sit down and, and, uh, sort of sort through who perhaps may have been, who, who perhaps may have missed out on a, on a bigger career. It's good to field questions for sure. Just as you get some, you know, interesting ones and it leads to some interesting thought which leads to sometimes bonus episodes as far as like, that's something we should really consider as far as moving yeah. forward on the show. Um, and, you know, as far as the answers go to the questions, we have, it's great to get a variety of answers because, you you know, you get some of the, not necessarily standard, like they're bad answers, but ones that you kind of expect, but then you get ones that are kind of out of the, you know, out of nowhere, out of the realm that you wouldn't consider as far as yeah. you know, going to a different genre, but still attacking the same themes or something like that. So it's, it's neat to, you know, need to hear those perspectives or whatnot. And again, it gets the, it gets the mind moving as far as what you're considering to bring two thoughts on certain films or what have you. And I think that's why the commentaries do so well, honestly. I think because we're, we're, we're tackling so many different ideas within one segment as opposed to doing a show that's very focused on one specific thing, 
we yeah. get to explore a lot of ideas and tangents and whatnot. Sometimes they're, you know, for the sake of humor, but sometimes they're for intellectually yeah, really challenging valid, ourselves. Yeah, so. exactly. Very much on a cinematic uh, challenge point of just, wow, you know, the, the way that uh, Christopher Nolan always shoots his movies. Or when, when we were talking about Memento, I learned so much about the movie that from from you guys kind of expounding all your knowledge onto onto me. And I was just like, this is a really rewarding experience watching this now. Like all the little ticks uh, from either Carrie Ann Moss or the way that uh, uh, Guy Pierce is acting. It's like, it's, it's really, really uh, something that I, like, you know, again, I'm always learning from it too. So um, it's always good to hear that. Uh, so let me move forward with more of the quite uh, feedback from the same question. Um, why you listen to our show. Uh, Dennis writes, because of the silliness, um, laughing, crying emoticon <laughs> um, but more because i find new things about movies in general and movies i haven't seen or never gave the time or day to i can't wait for episode 301 or the next pal palindromic one great job guys thank you dennis for noticing our palindromes that's something that we strive to, to always point out um i'm gonna read these next two i'll read this one first because it's shorter uh gary friend of the show writes uh, congrats on 300 how about a res retrospective show we, we got stuff coming don't worry about that we always have fun Thanks, bonus gary. episodes yeah. Also, oh, yeah. Gary, thanks for uh, the the invite to Movie Magic for you. I mean, that's that's also another platform for us to um, to spread our podcast. For sure, and Gary's been very supportive of the podcast over the years. He's a, he's a, like listened to the show and everything. Let me uh, get to this next one because it's a little longer. It's from Marcus Robinson. Um, he writes, "Well, I listened to one episode, and as soon as I stopped, I became extremely ill. At first, I didn't know what was wrong with me. I went to numerous specialists, but got no answers. I soon became bedridden. My appetite was the next thing to go, and then my sight, and then my speech, and I soon found myself trapped in the abyss of regret, thinking all of the faces I'd never see again. My wife, my family, my friends. I remember when the doctors told my parents that I only had a few hours to live. I could hear the distress in the room, and I couldn't handle it. I just couldn't bear it at all. I needed something to take me away. That's when I reached out for my head." Headphones, put them in my ears and press play. Your podcast came on and shockingly, I made an instant recovery. Like Grandpa and Willy Wonka, I leapt out of bed and was back to normal. <laughs> it wasn't until the next day that I made my dreadful discovery, like being trapped in my very own Stephen King novel. I needed your podcast to stay alive. <laughs> so thank you, Marcus, for that very elaborate explanation. Yeah, Marcus, I can see this movie being written or this t TV episode being written. So thank you for that. That's that sounds kind. like a first draft of that script he's been writing. <laughs> there you go, Marcus. Write it. Yeah. So let's um. That the was lines fun. are perking yeah, up again here. The line, yeah, the lines are marking. So let's let's get another call on the line here. Here we go. Let's let's see let's see what this one has to do. All right, here phone lines ringing. Uh, if you guys want to call in, oh. Uh, oh, hey, there he is, Yancey Burns. How are you doing? Good. What's going on? Man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> Thank you, Yancey. I I was introduced to you by basically uh, Aaron chatting. We we're chatting off mic. And we we're and uh -oh. Aaron kept on saying, "Hey, by the way, uh, Yancey and Peter want to be on." And I was like, "Who's Yancey?" He's like, "Oh, he's this guy that Peter uh, uh, fights with <laughs> all the time." And I was like, "Yes, bring him on." I love that. That's great to hear. <laughs> yeah, that's. Um, I mean, we've we've talked about on the show already about how it's fun to get you know diverse opinions on things, and that's certainly a dynamic that you and Peter share, which I really felt obliged to bring into the podcast, given that we already <laughs> had Peter on. It's like, well, what? Yeah, let's do that more because that's pretty fun. <laughs> Oh, it's always fun. It's a blast. And uh, yeah, you you're probably the, what probably the one of the newest guests that we've had on the show. But you've certainly been on a few times at this point. And I look forward to getting you on, you know, in the future as well. Yeah, so I was just looking. I was on four times, I think, this year. First time in March. We talked about Logan. Mm -hmm. The the great. <laughs> Do you Logan. guys still rank that among the best movies of the year? You think? I, at this point? 
I didn't rank it to the best of the year to begin with. I thought it's very good, but it wasn't yeah, on my top I don't, ten. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to make my top ten. I think it's it's also very good, but you know, when you think about the movies that we that have come out since, there's a lot of good movies that have come out since. There sure, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm happy to. I know what to, I know where to draw a line in the sand, and that doesn't speak. That's not me speaking ill to Logan. It's just me speaking to the quality of films that have come out this year. Of course, of course, of course. I always wonder whether people overrate things in the first few months. I, I do it myself. That's I'm your sure. buddy Peter. <laughs> that well, that's all year. <laughs> I always tell Pete, I say, Pete, it's eight months left in the year, man. There's going to be movies you don't even know about are going to come out that you're going to love. And he's like, no, this is going to stay in my top ten all year. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I've known you for a long time, but okay. Well, I'm curious. <laughs> did you? So you, you and Peter, you saw Mother together, right, on the Friday it came out? God, I haven't seen Mother yet. Oh, I thought, lame... you saw, I thought you saw it with him. I didn't, I didn't end up going that night. I was going to. There goes my yeah appeal today. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I feel like a complete <laughs> traitor to the world of movies. I'm going to see it but I haven't seen it yet. You guys liked it? I heard you liked it, right, Aaron? I was a huge fan. Abe, not so much. I wasn't, yeah. By the way, you shouldn't you shouldn't feel like a traitor to the world of movies. I mean, I still haven't seen American Assassin yet. <laughs> oh, well, jeez. Now I feel much better. Thank you. Thank God. Thank well, what about God. It? Did you get around to seeing It? Oh, man. Those are the two movies that I haven't seen. That's why you haven't had that's, me on. That's like, the zeitgeist in a nutshell right there. It and Mother. By the way, It made another $30 million this week. It has $266 million domestic. It is yeah, it's, crazy it's going how much bonkers. money that movie is making. Yeah. People are still trying to hop into that movie at the at the local theater here. It's going to make $500 million worldwide in, like, this week. It's crazy. I think I'm a little apprehensive. I love that book so much. It was like a formative thing for me when I was, I don't know, 18. I read it and it was a huge, I'm sure it's good, but I have, and this on that one, what did you guys think? Aaron, you were okay, but not, I get these things from Pete. So (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I I am not a fan of it. I think it does a lot. I think it, I think it has good stuff in it, but overall I don't think it's a very good movie. And I'm more here. I'm more waiting for you to see it just so you can disapprove of it and take Peter down a notch. That's really what I'm waiting for. I, okay, but I, I, I would it. caution you just to to not to try and go with uh, tempered expectations because you know you don't want to be like oh well it made two hundred fifty seven million it's got to be a good movie or you know that's you that's know. not a thing I ever say <laughs> this time, yeah. at this point I've seen too that's, many movies that go way high in the box office I'm never saying well it made this much money might as well be great I, bet, I better go see it put it on my top ten just like uh, Suicide Squad <laughs> which has never yeah. happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know it's it, 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 I, I wonder how it's going to work. I mean, obviously, everyone has seen it but me now, but it still feels weird to me that they're not going to have the back and forth between the, 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 the characters as older people. That was like the heart of what made the book sort of emotional, I thought. But I guess it works on some level because people are going crazy. Well, there's there's a lot of hugs in it, that's for sure. When, you know, everyone's, hugs. I, I was, <laughs> I've kind of like, it, it started to feel like the final season of Community, where at the end of every episode, they all hug together. It's like, okay, yeah, they're all friends still. That's great. I've never right. seen the last, the last season of Community. You didn't watch it on Yahoo Screen? Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> the, I, the very popular I, I streaming platform is Yahoo Screen? Right. Yeah, I never watched it. <laughs> Yancy, are there uh, uh, is there a movie that you remember uh, watching or chatting with us, and you're just like, you know what, these guys are wrong. <laughs> well, sure, a couple. Um, again, I'm back <laughs> to Logan. A uh, Logan is the one like it's been a burn in my in my in my boot all year. Like I just don't understand the, the the acclaim for Logan unless we're saying it's good for a superhero movie, which I know is a loaded thing to say. I'm trying to think, what else did we talk about this year? I feel like I agreed with you guys kind of half and half. Mm-hmm. You know, I liked The Mummy a little bit more than you guys. I didn't think it was a disaster. but Yancy, that that's where not. you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. I just thought it was a harmless, hokey Hollywood movie. I don't know. Not worth yeah. talking about. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's always good to know. And and do you guys often see each other over at screenings, you and, you and Aaron? It depends on Peter. Whenever Peter. I'm with Pete, it seems like Aaron is there maybe okay. 75% of the time. Yeah, because it was going to be like an all-media screen. You know, it would be a screening where that's the ones we're invited to. So that's 
if you're there, then you'll you'll probably see me. And we'll get like two minutes of Furious catch up over Pete, and then the movie will start. <laughs> over Pete, like you know, trying to make sense of what he's told us individually. <laughs> you know, his crazy scheme to dominate us or whatever he does. I don't know. That always cryptic Peter Paris. Always. Yeah. But you guys, you guys are, you guys don't live in the the same apartment complex, do you? No, no. I used okay. to work with Pete, and we've just stayed close. Gotcha. Here. Okay, got it. Nice. That's good to hear. Well, you know, as, then, we've, as we've had you on the show, I know we, I've, I've, you know, I, I try to do new plugs at the in the podcast and everything. I introduce you through like sites you have. Uh, has yeah. involving yourself more in these kind of film conversations, and whatnot, has that maybe inspired you to like, maybe get back onto blogging more and writing about films more? It's certainly pointed me in the right direction. Like I, I, I haven't done as much this past year that I wanted to, but it's a great feeling to go on the show and just and just to just feel like, yeah, I don't know, yeah, of course, it's made me want to increase it. I, I, I don't really know how. I guess I'll figure that out. I, I'm sort of a strange, a strange fellow, but uh, but yeah, for sure. Like I, 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 I've had a great time on on the, on the podcast, and it's you know it's made me want to uh, explore whether my opinion has any value to anyone else. I mean, I'd listen. Well, thank you, thank yeah. you very much. You got to tell 300 people that today. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll put it out in a Facebook message. <laughs> no, I mean, everybody you talk to today will start their own podcast and be totally booked <laughs> out having to listen. Our By the way. You uh, basically have uh, – I, I always like your amped-upness, and that's, that's not a – that's a – that's – I think it – I guess I've always liked your energy. You're ready I'm to curious, play when you come on this show. Yeah, and I'm curious, is that is that how you are all the time? Cause, oh, my uh, goodness, guys. <laughs> it is the opposite. I am I am sort of going around life with a, basically like everyone else, kind of taking it as it comes, happy, sad, happy, sad, gutter balls and strikes or whatever is the big Lebowski. But when we talk about movies, I am like on fire. And yeah, that's just, that's just me. I'm very, you know, amped up. I've never been called amped up before, but I like that idea. It's accurate. What are you looking forward to in the rest of the year as far as the movies go? Oh my goodness. All right. I just said, oh my goodness again for the second time on your profanity uh, podcast. But uh, uh, t- remind me what's coming up. I'm looking forward to downsizing for sure because I've never not liked an Alexander Payne movie. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? Tell me what. Tell me what are you guys? Really well, I know you're not about? big on the Star Wars craze, so I, I, I'd assume that's not one. Yeah, that but you're, the, 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 you're I'm not. a huge Star Wars lover until Lucas left. I didn't like the last two. I'm, of course, my heart would love to, to love the. So you love the prequels? I love the prequel. Absolutely. Oh wow, we're gonna have to. Have, we're, we might have to have like some sort of like uh, extended conversation on this, Aaron. We have. Well, he'll be on the We've we've planned this out because you'll be on the next commentary track that we do for yeah. a Star Wars movie. That's that's. But I mean, that's it. I'm not a I'm not a hater of the prequels either. I've I've we've talked about the. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. You you guys probably like them more than I do. Uh, you've got Boo Two, a Medea Halloween. So I'm <laughs> sure that you're you're looking forward to that. Um, I also uh, Thor Ragnarok, Daddy's Home oh, Two. Ragnarok looks good. What was the, what was the other one you said? Daddy's Home Two. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Well, see, just Justice League is obviously coming. Yeah, curious about that. Of course, I don't know what we're gonna get. But, but you have uh, a lot. Yeah, I mean, you have a lot. You like, there's a lot of uh, what prestige directors that are coming out with films in the end of the day. So the Ridley Scott has another movie coming out this year, his second in the year. Um, right, it's his best picture. Uh, uh, Hail Mary, hopeful, right? The, yeah. Um, Spiel, and, Spielberg right has now, the post. Your, um, right. Del Toro's got The Shape of Water coming out. Oh yeah, Del Toro's out. new movie coming out, yeah, which looks great. Like, I, I've got. I'm dying to see that. Yeah, for sure. That looks fantastic, and the reviews have been amazing. Oh, you know what I really want to see? I'm going to see on Friday night. Actually, is uh, Brawl in Cell Block 99. 
You guys oh, even yeah. heard of that? Yeah, the Vince Vaughn movie. Yeah. It's Craig Zoller, the guy who did Bone Tomahawk, which is one of my favorites of whatever year that was. This is a Vince Vaughn, Don Johnson movie, but it's gotten amazing reviews. I'm seeing it at the Cinematheque on Friday. Very excited about that. I like is that part guy. of Beyond Fest? Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah, it is part of Beyond Fest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Glad I did that. Yancey, our phone lines are heating up here. Is there any last thing that you want to say? No, no, just uh, always a pleasure, guys, and congratulations. And, you know, I look forward to uh, talking to you again. Thank you so much, Anne. And we always love having new guests on. So, uh, again, always a pleasure and always love your energy. All right. Well, great. I'll keep it up. <laughs> cool, Thanks, guys. See ya. See ya. All right. Bye. Ooh, Yancey, that Yancey guy, I love that guy. He and Peter, he and Peter always, like, going at it. Speaking of guys we love having on this podcast, it's Mr. Jim Dietz. Hi, guys. Happy 300th. Thank you. The voice himself, Mr. Jim Dietz. Thank you, and thank you for having me on. I'm, I, I'm wearing a, a crushed purple velvet tuxedo. So. Oh, that's very uh, that's very kind of you to dress up. We are also dressed up in our uh, tuxedos with no pants. So. Excellent. Uh, only, only way to go. <laughs> Jim, we have a very special connection with you. You were part of HHWLOD. And I remember very early on in our podcasting, Aaron uh, texted me very excitedly one day. He's like, hey, these guys want to have us on their network. And I was like, yes. So thank you for that. Thank you for that uh, extended invitation. And I know that you and the other group, uh, it was really some sort of like validation, sort of just like, hey, people are listening to us and here's more exposure. So thank you always. Oh, hey, don't mention it, dude. I'm happy to happy to help. You know, I mean, I'm not I'm not just a friend of the show. I'm a fan. You know, I listen and I enjoy the show and I enjoy what you guys do. And I have since the beginning. So, you know, well, that's yeah, why it's, we it, it's been it's been great to have you a part of the show. And uh, yeah, as well as just Dave just mentioned that, you know, have you give us a leg up there. And you, you, it's, it's what got us onto iTunes, for one thing. I mean, that was that's yeah. a huge, that was a huge change of pace. Uh, right. You know, going from Captain America, the first Avenger onward. As this week, we had iTunes now. It's like, that's great. Um, but yeah, Jim. You, 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 and the and the guys at HWLD, they've that's a that was a big part of getting me into podcasts to begin with. One of the first podcasts I was listening to was your guys's uh, Watchmen show, where you covered chapter by chapter, page by page, the uh, the, uh, the 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 Watchmen graphic novel in anticipation of the movie that was coming out. And, wow. Uh, it's Almost ten of, years ago now. That was two thousand eight. So, I know. Yeah. Wow. Woo! So it's like Crazy. The kind, it's the kind of thing where it's like, well, th- these schlubs can put together a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If those if those idiots could do it, anybody can. Imagine well, how good our show would be by comparison. One, one of the first one of the first memories I have is like at the very like one of the first episodes of that. Um, was it like one of the guys revealed like the twist of who was responsible for the murder to one of the guys that didn't read the cut hadn't read he was reading through fresh with you guys so like he spoiled right, he, was reading it. He, he spoiled it in like the first five minutes of the first podcast oh, he man. spoiled the, the reveal because the guy the, the other uh, the other guy adam uh, was reading it issue by issue and they had no idea which was so. a fun that was like a fun way to do it where like you have all most of you guys are familiar with the comics some are more some are less and some are just writing it for the first time as you do the show and like he had never read it so he had to ruin the whole twist of the of the thing it was like okay plus i mean we had some excellent guests even uh, those first shows we had ed, ed pisker who went on on to do like hip-hop family tree and is now doing that huge x-men project for marvel Hip-Hop Family uh, Tree is a cool name. Yeah, it's a great comic. Uh, it's a historical comic of hip-hop history. And, I mean, 
he's he's great. I've known Ed forever. He's a great talent and just a great guy. Uh, you know, Megan Washington, Nicole Conte. We had a lot of cool people on uh, on those, those early shows, and I'm glad you were out there listening. I'm glad we could you know help out now become the giant podcasting empire that it is now <laughs> in in some you know in some small way. And I would like to thank thank you in return for the excuse to watch a whole bunch of my favorite movies. I uh, I was going through the the uh, the podcast feed and and I I'd forgotten how many commentary tracks uh, Brandon and I have done uh, over the years. And, and so many great, I mean, Robocop and the crow and, and daredevil. And uh, um, just so many, uh, you know, your favorite over, movie and, escape uh, from LA escape or escape from, from New York. York. Sorry. <laughs> Still also one of my favorites, uh, AVP Requiem. Oh, I love that commentary my, with you, Jim. That was, that was an epic commentary. Yeah. Sure. We, we just like started egging the movie on just like doing bad things and just making riffing on it. It was great. Dr. Predalien. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> this is the worst episode of Scrubs ever. <laughs> no, yeah, that's that's been it's you know Jim, we've had you on only so many like regular episodes, but we were more known for on our podcast at least being on our commentary tracks, which I think is great. And it's, I mean, part of it's because it. I hate calling you like an older statesman, but you are you know you're somewhat you're somewhat older than us, so you have the kind of more vivid memory of of seeing these movies like actually fresh in theaters. So a lot of ones from the eighties that we do. And it's, it's neat to get that perspective as well as just your general intelligence in the film, you know, on cinema and, you know, in yeah. horror films and sci-fi and genre films in general. Um, so it, it's always like a pleasure to bring you into the fold as far as delivering on, you know, not just, you know, a kind of a, what things are going modern in cinema, but like how things, you know, were when you <laughs> saw these films in a theater. In the moving picture shows, <laughs> I, I wore an onion on my belt because it was a style at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I appreciate it, guys. It's cool. And like I said, it was a good excuse for me to go back and revisit a lot of one called favorites. So on your, great. on your insane VHS collection, which I know you have. I, I do enjoy the VHS. It's true. I did want to say, though, that the few times I was on an actual show, and I, I the very first episode I was on, that I could go back and find. I actually won the game, so oh. it was boom. You you reading the IMDb uh, description and me telling you what the movie was, uh, or uh, something like that. Yeah. Um, one of those, and uh, I won. So I wanted to mention that because you had that in your 300 uh, questions there. So yes, I do have fond memories of playing the games with you guys. But uh, I I've, I always enjoy. Whether I'm writing the questions or whether I'm the one participating, I always enjoy it, even though I generally end up losing. What's you, you used to win all the time on the game. That, is, that was like when we had like you and I playing. <laughs> no, but we had guests on where you you would you would tap into like basically the the idea I was going for, and you you'd be quicker on it. Now yeah. you're just really dumb. I mean, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> the world is advanced. Assault, my yeah, exactly. I've just got to eat my wheaties. But uh, I, I love listening to the show. Uh, only the only problem I have is that I, I always want to listen to it right when it comes out, and I usually don't get to see movies right when they come out. So that's the only um, the only caveat I have for for your show. But uh, I mean, I just listened to the Mother episode because I just saw Mother, uh-huh. um, and I, I've I found it very interesting what you guys had to say. I I don't know. I got to a certain point, like for about forty five minutes in, I'm like, okay, I get what you're saying, fine, and I was done. You know what I mean? And you just kept hammering it home as it kept going on. I'm like, okay. I where, did get you, it. where did you fall on mother? Um, I thought it was okay. I, I guess the, I, I described it was if I were an 18 year old film studies student, I would love this movie. Mm. I would think this is the most, you know, the greatest thing ever. But I mean, I just thought I, I thought the metaphors were kind of heavy handed. 
I thought um, there were good performances, but not enough for me to actually connect with any of the metaphors. You know what I mean? As characters. And uh, I thought this is probably, and you know, I hate to say I hate to you know be negative, but I thought this is one of Jennifer Lawrence's like least compelling performances. Um, I know she can be good. I've seen her in you know good in other things, but I didn't really like her in this. I guess yeah. I don't know. But I mean, it's definitely an Aronofsky film. People who only remember the wrestler don't remember the fountain, you know. <laughs> so um, it's definitely definitely in his over. And, and uh, it was like I said for for a while I was with it, and then after a while I'm like, okay, I get it. And you're kind of yeah. hitting me over the head with these things, and I was kind of bored with it. I'm, I'm basically in your camp. I mean, I, I get what he's trying to do, and I give Paramount all kinds of uh, props for putting that out in major release. You know, considering how in, in different it was, um, and you know, kudos to them, kudos um, to making a big budget studio movie that's essentially a student film. But uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> but uh, you know, it just like I said, I got to a point with it where I just was was done, and it it wasn't. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Jim, is there anything that you're looking forward to the rest of the year and next year? Definitely Thor Ragnarok. I guess that's kind of yeah, obvious. Yeah, it's coming out in like um, uh, pretty soon. I'm super curious about the new Blade Runner movie. Um, I'm scared <laughs> and curious all at once, but I'm definitely I'll definitely be there opening day. I think that's how we uh, a lot of us feel. <laughs> I don't know, especially when I heard it's gonna be like two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, I think Aaron brought that up this past week, and I was just like, "What?" Yeah, and that is uh, supposedly that is the director's cut. Yeah. <laughs> They've come out ahead of ahead of that already. <laughs> not to mention three <laughs> short films to prepare you for it, because two and a half hours plus is not enough time to tell you all the story needed for this movie. <laughs> is that including the anime? I heard that um, yeah, Shinichiro Watanabe yeah. is doing an anime. Yeah, uh, the guy who on... made Cowboy Bebop is going to be. Yeah, here, so, yeah, uh, so that's the that's the third, that's the third and final one. The for first two were nice. Uh, Directed by Luke Scott, Ridley's son, director right. of Morgan. Um, but uh, yeah. Oh, Morgan. Ooh, okay. Morgan, right? Yeah. yeah. Morgan. I totally forgot that was a movie. <laughs> but anyhow, Jim. Yeah, that's probably the Our phone lines are even... heating up here, but oh, uh, we want to. <laughs> we always want to thank you for being on our show, and uh, we always love you on the commentaries. So thank you so much for that, and thank you for supporting our show. Of course. Bye now. So now we have uh, Brandon Peters back on the Hello. show. Hey. Brandon, how are you, man? Not bad, Abe. How are you? I'm glad you made it. <laughs> yeah. Like, unlike most commentaries, I'm here. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be funny if Abe had even, to leave no, just Even now. some episodes. I've been on multiple regular episodes. I, I was probably here. traveling during that time. Yeah, like you weren't on for Logan when Brandon was on. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't have vivid memories of people's review. <laughs> but no, Brandon, I... I uh, I've always liked your energy as well, and I've always loved that you, even though you're two time zones away, or three time zones away, you're always game for being yep. on. So it, it's like it, we always, whenever we finish up uh, on the West Coast and it's like 2 a.m. there, I'm just like, dude, Brandon, what a trooper. Right. And then, yeah, I, I don't get to sleep because I have children and they wake up very early. So. <laughs> so basically you're doing – and also you started a couple of, of your own podcasts, right? I have, yes. Uh, you know, uh, out out there in Abe is my you know jumping off point, I guess. So we could. I, I always like to think of the there's the out and out with Aaron and Abe expanded universe, stuff, <laughs> but with, with reviewers and and podcasts and stuff. But yeah, it's, I've got, it, it's weird that Stephen D'Souza gets credit for those things too. That's that's part of he the, does, yeah. yeah. But um, no, yeah, it's great to pull Brandon in. 
um, on this show because so what happened with what happened with Brandon and listeners that might not be aware is that he was um, when when Scott before Scott Mendelson became Forbes's Scott Mendelson. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, he was when just he was write, writing uh, Mendelssohn's memos. Mendelssohn's memos, uh, you know, on on Blogspot, and um, he pulled in Brandon to do, you know, you did those James Bond retrospectives. When um, was it Skyfall? Was Skyfall coming out? Was that was what? It yeah, was? yeah, it was the fiftieth fiftieth uh, anniversary. So, yeah. and I, I I really enjoyed reading those, and I thought, well, this would be fun to do for a commentary. If we, well, at first I was like, well, I'll have Scott and Brandon on for Skyfall for that episode because clearly mm-hmm. you guys are Bond lovers, so that would be you know fun for the episode in general. Uh, but then we're like, well, Brandon hasn't done a pod. What if we like did like some commentary tracks to prep it? And that's when we start. That's really, I mean, we were already doing commentary tracks, but that's when we kind of started doing them more frequently. And so like, mm-hmm. like the the months leading up to Skyfall, we did like four Bond commentaries, and that got you into the podcast game essentially. <laughs> yeah, you were you were like, we did the one, and then you're like, you want to do a couple more of these for James Bond? And I was like, yeah, sure, sure, because it was a lot of fun. And, and a new star was born. Yes. Like what are the names of your podcasts? So I, I have uh-huh. I have Cult Cinema Cavalcade, and yep. I'm getting ready to launch one called uh, Don't Flinch, mm-hmm. which is a collaborative effort. Which is uh, it's basically going to be um, it's not coming out until 2018, uh, but we will have the pilot for it in a few weeks, and it's going to be uh, basically you know your old time like radio shows. Oh. programming like that back in the 20s and 30s and, and so when you know you gathered around the fire for uh <laughs> you know the address but we're gonna do like you know horror horror shows like that we're not the first to do it but a lot of them that are out there are very narrator heavy which mm-hmm. is like a book on tape basically and we want it to be more interactive more actors uh talking with each other and we're i mean we've talked to and have interest from like you know, uh, actors in the there are known actors in the horror uh, realm and stuff that are very interested in uh, being a part of the project and reading for it. And um, you're trying to put that together, something for horror fans, something for people that just want some entertainment uh, in terms of podcasting. We're going to be doing like original Foley effects. Uh, everything Ooh. about it's going to be homegrown. So very cool. Uh, the music, everything like that. So yeah, it's it's a big undertaking, but it's only going to be like it'll it'll be by like. Seasons? seasons like mm-hmm. true oh, seasons nice. true seasons it's not like a podcast it's like you know well it's my second year so this is season three no right it'll be there'll be breaks so there'll be like a you know a chunk of eight episodes it'll be and then, narrative driven right i like this a lot be anthology stuff yeah. yeah so uh we're gonna launch an indiegogo pa- campaign to help uh fund it too because it's not gonna be very cheap for some yeah. things so by the way but you've also you've also won some awards for your podcast right you did yeah um at Indie PopCon, which is a, a convention uh, based on like pop culture with uh, you know movies, TV, YouTube, podcasts, things like that. Um, they had an award show and they kept it uh, state driven this year. They want to keep expanding it as it goes, but uh, we we won for best uh, television film podcast and uh, editing and mixing, which was crazy because I was. Uh, I, I do stuff at my home in my basement and I want against people that have actual like studios, production houses, things like that. So that was uh, quite a shocker. It's, it's, uh, it's always good when the underdog wins. That's very, I guess yeah, so. No, that's, that's very cool. And not to toot our own horns, but I've heard similar things where even I, you know, we're doing a, a homegrown, you know, grassroots podcast as far as, you know, going on Skype and, you know, using, you know, random 
programs to record programs to record yeah so like yeah. so I've, I've heard we, from, we use like six of them between the two of us but I, i've heard from others that go into like professional studios or whatnot that being a guest on our show is way easier and the results are more clean honestly which always impresses me because i'm like yeah That's, we're uh, doing what we can but yeah yeah I, I do my own research but i also I shoot messages back and forth with aaron i'm like have you heard of this do you use this what do you use in that like you know i keep up to speed with that because you know i like the sound of your podcast and and I mean, yeah, when you do stuff at home and Skype, someone's comfortable because they don't have to leave their house. They don't have to go to a strange place or something. You know, we, we do stuff. We have a we have a creative zombie studios, which is our quote unquote headquarters that sometimes when we have like a local guest of some stature. We'll bring them in there to do it. But it's it's a different experience both ways. It's still good. But I can imagine being a person going to some place kind of strange and as opposed to sitting on your couch and just chatting it up with people a question yeah. i obviously had is so when you won awards for your podcast did you have to sp- submit specific episodes such as mars attacks or ravenous yeah it was a it was a 15 minute uh we had up to 15 minutes to submit so i took our i took our deathbed episode and i crunched that into like a 15 minute structure because it was one that lent itself to sounding like a full episode in 15 minutes that makes than, sense. And you wouldn't want to overwhelm them with ones that I was on as well, because ours are well, really good. That's true. And I, <laughs> I wouldn't want Ravenous because it was episode like six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think also Mars Attack, it had to be within the previous year uh-huh. something. So Mar- Mars Attacks might not have qualified. I'm not, I'm not sure. So as, but, I, as, I would, as I would assume, I was just not eligible. That's that's why the episodes that I'm honored, yeah. you know, obviously not. They're, 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 they're both insanely good, like but did not qualify within the realm of the possibility. They're, they're like, the New Earth was on there. I, I, I can't just give these awards away. <laughs> and even if you did, you'd have to at least credit them to, like, yeah, the I, New Earth. Oh, I've also I've also become a co-manager of a, a group uh, in here in town called... Uh, podcast indie and we meet together once a month and like do to podcast topics stuff like that so i've gotten really involved in this world yeah. and trying to promote it and make it a bigger thing and more visible to people at least around in my hometown and or where i live and stuff and across the globe yeah. but uh yeah so it's, it's just, i'd also like to add that this is like on top of you working too so yeah, this yeah. side thing you know and like, yeah. so it's just it, again when, when you're passionate about things you can definitely get a whole lot done Mm-hmm. We've got a plan for the don't flinch that could possibly lead to, uh, lead to some more lucrative uh, financial uh, intake with that if it takes off well. So that's a possibility in the future, but I'm still just doing it because I enjoy it. To uh, to yes. focus on on the you know on this show for a bit here, I, I want to ask as we're running out of time. You've been on almost all of the commentaries at this point because it's yeah. you're available. Um, it it works well for what we're trying to do with the commentary tracks as far as keeping on task is making jokes and having a good amount of like intelli- you know info coming out of them along with all the other guests that we get on them. But you know whether it, you know if Abe's able to make it on or not, if we get Jim on, if we get whoever else on, you know if Scott's able to make time to come on, it's it's always great. But do you have a favorite commentary track that you've recorded with us? Oh boy. They're all, they're all so that, good. Any that stand out, I guess. Why am I blanking? Because I thought about this before <laughs> coming on the podcast, the show. That's what being live does to you. There was Memento was really good, and Memento, it was yeah, strange was because it yeah. was just Aaron and I till Abe popped in later. Yeah, I think was it just us? Yeah, was I popped in later? I actually just mentioned that. No, I think Jim, no, Jim was on. No, the T two no, one. Jim, Jim was on there too. Jim and, was on. No, the T two one was yeah was just us until Abe. The T two was just okay. 
Momentum. I later and I just did it all from memory. I just I asked you guys where we were and I just played the movie in my head and then just commentated on it. Yeah, Memento, that one, I know it's recent, but that one I felt like, oh, man, I cannot wait to share this with people that I hope listen to it. <laughs> but I, I really, that one was just golden right there. I like that one. Um, yeah, uh, I'm excited for, are, are we still doing the one we talked about doing? Yes, that'll be the, we, we talked about it on the show. Well, Blade, Blade Runner is our next commentary track. Yeah. Okay. Well, that one I'm very excited about. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, we look forward to doing it. We look forward to, uh, you know, recording that one with you and, you know, doing many more, of course, as well. Oh, yeah. Sure. Right, and we always love having you on uh, for coming. I always love coming on. And uh, again, congratulations on all your, of your success as well with uh, your own co- your own podcast. I need to make that uh, Forbes money. I still haven't spun off that well. <laughs> yeah. You got to talk to Scott about that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, good to talk to you. All right, great. I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you. So, um... Let's uh let's finish the uh the this question on the feedback and then yeah. we'll kind of move on to other things. Feedback, feedback, feedback. And this is the same question still. It's uh, why do you keep listening to our silly show? Uh, so, if you want to keep going on this? Yeah, Chris writes because it's awesome entertainment. The layout of the show is great, and love having listener participation. Looking forward to the next three hundred episodes. Hope you're dressed as Spartans for this episode with a wink emoticon. So, Chris, thank you for that. We always love when people, you know. Uh, enjoy the particip- participation. Uh, we talked about that in the past, but um, that's that's one of the key things that I've always wanted to do is just have people uh, write in, and then we'd always just read it out because um, it just adds way more to it. If you're just listening to something all the time and you never have uh, guest interaction, that that's kind of it gets boring. So thanks for that. Uh, Dennis writes, I like how your reviews don't equate a movie's objective merits with enjoyment. And that you talk, uh, and that you talk like you're a fan of the movies, not judges. Again, thanks, Dennis. Casual is the way that I wanted to have it, and casual is what we have. Even though Aaron is like way more adept at movie knowledge than I am, but um, it's always good to have his brains uh, there whenever we need to have any sort of like random callback. Uh, so it's always good, Aaron. Your brain, keep it in, on ice. I'm, I'm trying to, but yeah, I certainly <laughs> want to speak to the you know why I enjoyed a movie or what's going on with it without you know you know using the dictionary to find the most obtuse way to say something <laughs> like, <laughs> like what you just did right there i know, yeah, I know what I yeah. <laughs> uh joe has it's pure entertainment do i need another reason congratulations guys on 300 here's 300 more at least so thank you joe always love having your responses and uh justin has here 300 awesome still waiting for aaron to be like hey i'm in vegas want to meet up still waiting <laughs> that we're, we're working on actually we want to actually have more fan meetup interaction so justin maybe vegas maybe so yeah that's our uh our first question we'll be back with more uh feedback and more guests of course uh, coming yeah. soon. so that's going to do it for part one of this 300th episode spectacular flip over the tape to get to part two or just wait a couple days but for now please enjoy these bloopers you know it's funny i've mentioned like i've had people listen to these podcasts before when i'm on it and people are always amazed that we're not just sitting in the same room i'm like no none of us are in the same room and they're like oh really because it just sounds like you're in the same room like See? Nope. We're that's not. that's how good the show is, Abe. We're doing our job here. I know. What did I say? <laughs> we're on we're on time with our with our jokes. Mark, Mark, Mark's random friends think we're just hanging out in a couch recording this show. Like it's great. <laughs> <Random>. <laughs> yeah, some of them are pretty random. <laughs> but they know what they're talking about too. No, I know. I... <laughs>
All right, let's uh, All right. let's get this started. All right. Okay. <clears throat> no one wants to see Clark Kent taking on the Batman. That's all I got for life. Why not? That would sell papers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Journalism. Go, yeah, you going with your best Perry? That was my that was my Perry. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I thought so. Okay, actually, you know what? What's better, Snakes, uh, Freddy vs. Jason, or Batman v Superman? Oh. That's hard because once, isn't that sad? That's once, hard. Once, <laughs> once, isn't that sad? Yes, that is sad. But once <laughs> fun to watch. That's and it's you know an hour shorter. As they were getting older, he was getting younger. <laughs> <laughs> Further question for your cereals, Todd. Do you do you choose the adult cereals now, or are you still with the? Uh, the uh, honey crisps and the cinnamon toast crunches. Todd's a count chocula guy. I can tell. <laughs> uh, that's racist, first of all. Uh... <laughs> and now, because I was, I was like 11, 12 at that time. Mm-hmm. So maybe Independence Day wasn't very good. <laughs> good. I didn't yeah. realize I was doing a podcast with children. <laughs> um, what's your favorite popsicle? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, Rocket so, Pops, of course. So. Yeah. Rocket Pops are delicious. Children behave! That's yeah. what they say when we're together. And that's what they say! You can't see it, but I'm pounding the table because I'm, I'm trying to put the puzzle piece in. <laughs> and then it slows down. <laughs> uh, no! Don't face. go! You can't. Don't open that door. <laughs> that was oh, a really good recreation. This is like the best recreation of a trailer we've had. Good. Yeah, don't play the clip. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you look like an avocado fucked an older avocado. X gonna give it to you. You look like a like a Freddy Krueger and a topographical map of Utah. <laughs> That's my TJ Miller it's pretty impression. good. It's pretty good. <laughs> a little, little slow. You speed it up a bit, but you got oh, the... Oh, he, he goes a little bit faster? A little faster, but you got the, you got the, you got the canes down pretty well. So. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Feedback, feedback, feedback. Oh, I thought we were going to harmonize, guys. <laughs> Can we do it again? Feedback, feedback, feedback. All right. That was good. That was, we'll work on it for the next time. Yeah, that's what we'll do. <laughs> it's, your, it's your tarantula. <laughs> but the recording's still good. The tarantula's out. Like, I'm looking at him right now. He's out. <laughs> He's just in the room. He's just hanging out. <laughs> it's like home alone. He's just around the house somewhere. I don't keep him in the cage anymore. He's just like, whatever. <laughs> He'll come when you call him. Oh, man, these classic tarantula outtakes. i got to put at the end of the show this week. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Aaron, i got to get the door really quickly. Okay. Hang on. We'll all be here. Patience is in my strongest suit. You got it. Wow. Let's <laughs> <laughs> all do our McAvoy. I don't want your future. <laughs> Did you have some of the dribble you, coming out of your mouth when you said that? I was just going to ask him if he was spitting while he said that. <laughs> all right. That's it. That's, all, Perfect. that's it. That's all there is. That's good.